0: People, and when I get nervous,
1: I walk, and usually I speak too quickly. So, if you understanding understand, it, you just
2: keep it to yourself and pretend you did. I'd be very, very careful who you talk to you about that because the person who wrote that is dangerous. Yeah.
1: So, we're having a conversation about health. <laughs> oh God. here. I hear that was coming out of well, the <laughs> nonprofit podcast studio. Michael is here. I am here. Berkey is here. Mr. Billy Innes is back for his round two. And for round 13, Mr. Joe Holmes has joined us as well. (laughs) He took a sabbatical. Who you might remember from episode 86, which I highly (laughs) encourage you to listen to if you have not yet done so, because much truth is spoken through the um, loss of motor control that comes along (laughs) with too much wine being spoken.
3: Much
0: Veritas. <laughs> Much Veritas. Yeah. Much yeah. Veritas. It's really amusing to listen to that podcast while you're sitting on a beach in Mexico, by the yeah. way. And you start laughing and people on the beach look at you. Why is that person laughing? Joe Holmes is so funny. <laughs> I was
3: going to say, like, is it because... Don't you know
4: about Joe Holmes?
3: <laughs> it
4: neutralizes the speech because the margaritas, you totally understand where he's coming from. You everything. So like, it didn't sound like he slowed down. I'm slowing down with him. Exactly. I'm <laughs> on on the made same, a lot more sense. I'm on the same pace for arriving
1: at I'm not finishing (laughs) I'm on my way to DNF and but actually you didn't because you did talk them into letting you check into the hotel in that condition
2: yeah that was an amazing feat (laughs) they probably just didn't want you to
1: be driving that van or whatever it was around in their parking lot
2: (laughs) (laughs) don't go back out there man we got a room for you (laughs) I'd like three or four people though this weekend Hey man, you're really funny. I like listening. I'm, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it.
3: <laughs> anyway,
1: but so we were talking about Billy. You had you had, you had, had a question, question that you yeah. that you asked about like when d- does the practice of you know sport become counterproductive, or when does when does fitness you know become injury?
4: When does fitness become futile?
0: Yeah, well, to, to me, it's just interesting because you get. It's a, everything we do is cycling is healthy. Running is healthy. All these things are healthy and they tell you, oh, you're such a healthy person. And everyone is, oh, I've got this injury and I've got this this injury and this kind of hurts. And this and it's, it's, to me, it's just fascinating. Cause yeah, you are on a whole quite healthy because you're doing something that 98% of the country is not doing. They're just sitting on a couch, mm-hmm. but here you, I'm broken. Yeah. And we were just talking about yeah. the types of injuries.
1: But I, th- but I think that's also a perspective thing is, in, in the sense when somebody who, is, who, who doesn't participate in a sort of athletic activity, sport activity, recreation, you know, whatever physical thing, um, they look at people who do and say, oh, you're really, he-. like, I, I, I think it's only an interesting observation based on the source. Like, okay, you, your perspective right. is this. These are the glasses that you have on, that's why. And so you can see that, yeah, I appear to be healthy. Do you do, are you actually what just misspeaking and saying oh you're not fat, huh? Yeah. You know or oh you're not you know broken down stupid you know whatever, um, but I think it's it's you know the 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 the, the viewer has some uh,
4: uh, complicity with the observation, yeah, absolutely. I, and I I take that the word health, um, and kind of cringe a little bit because we say these things are healthy because we want to label something and and make it so everybody understands what we're doing but in reality like it's contextually next to impossible to decide what's healthy and what's not healthy and we do it with food all the time we're like i eat healthy foods but if you eat healthy foods in large amount it's no longer healthy right and so i that's how i look about exercise is like it's an ex. it's a, a healthy activity if the Application to the organism is neutral. So, like, if you don't do anything, cycling, running is healthy. If you do everything, cycling and running is just digging a hole Mm. into something that becomes negative. But I think the
1: the what makes the this activity you know the the activity in in pursuit of health or fitness or whatever um, when you get injured is when it is no longer play. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like we're gonna play a game of football like they just did that. I guess was that yesterday. Yesterday, um, uh, egg, not egg, that kind of play, ball. but like genuine, like playful play. Right, yeah. Because once you start like trying to organize it,
5: well, once you start trying to get better than someone else, you can't be better the, at someone else at playing. So what comes first?
4: Like, does the, oh yeah, is, I is, can. Is, Fair. is the I <laughs> Is is the injury the unhealthy part, or is the unhealthy part in how you approach how you have to get unhealthy to beat somebody else? Like, is the the aspect of like I was really enjoying riding my bike, and I figured out that they had these like races that they do, and then where
1: I could find out how if I really was enjoying myself, yeah, or (laughs) right, right, no, no, they have these things. Where I can
0: enjoy myself at someone else's expense. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I see what I see. What, yeah, I see what you mean because you're you're having a lot of fun, and then all of a sudden you put yourself in a really uncomfortable position and a situation mm-hmm. like bike racing. Or well, I would think any competition is actually inherently uncomfortable mm-hmm. because now you're comparing yourself with all these other people that are comparing themselves with you, and so now you're making a decision, or all of a sudden you see. Oh, I could make X number of dollars. Like that's a
4: weird
3: thing yeah, to me yeah, also. Yeah.
4: yeah. And I on that same note, like um, Jenny, who was here over the weekend, talked about her bodybuilding experience. And I think it's the same thing. Like you might be having fun at a highly competitive level, just like having a blast, throwing down, getting into breaks, and then you win something and it dawns on you. Now I have the expectation of winning. So yeah. now my my relationship to this activity is in comparison to the result. And so now it's suddenly a really unhealthy activity because you're willing to do things that you wouldn't normally do in order to get the thing that you didn't know that you wanted. Yeah.
3: So like health
4: as a relationship
5: to a stimulus. Yeah. And that relationship is what is the difference between healthy and unhealthy.
4: Perhaps. Yeah.
0: Yeah, perhaps. I mean it's, yeah, in a way it's almost, maybe the better question is when does the purposeful play when where is the inflection point where you can decide it becomes a
4: career? Now does that become unhealthy,
0: or 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 whatever, or you're actually moving your way towards that goal?
4: I think it gives like there's all these, there's so many paths on one direct one that people can fall off, but you can see people there's so many possible yeah. possible off <laughs> your trails leading elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're all that. and they're yeah. all they're all cliffs. <laughs> yeah. and and so but you do so you can't say that the amount or the exercise or the specific or the making the money doing the exercise is the poison because you see people at the top level just still playing at any sport there's probably an example where someone's just having a blast they're making a million bucks they don't they they try hard because they're world champions and olympic athletes or whatever. But they've for some reason left the part of humanity out of them that like is a sickness with the attachments to those things. So mm-hmm. at any one given time they're like, Yeah, you know, I've had my best. And then they go away. And you look at people like the Kelly Slater thing is like a perfect example. He's like late forties and still surfing at the highest level yeah. and making fuck tons of money and beating the piss out of twenty-year-old guys that should you know romp all over him. And he's just like it. Like, are you going to retire? He's like, yeah. Why? Like, I'm having fun. Having fun. Yeah. yeah. And he's like doing good things. And he's like, he has a perfect relationship with his identity and his sport and where he is in that. May I'm assuming just like, yeah. A feel course. watching him operate. He's not like this fucking weirdo that's just like, I don't know burning the inside of him up, killing his body. Like, he's really in touch with what he does.
0: Yeah, because the interviews, the, that fun I mean, is projected, mm-hmm. actually. And you look at the interviews and the word choices and the things that he talks about, you can tell. He's like, right. oh, he's an older guy. He's having a lot of fun. That, you know, dare I say, he's found some balance. Sure, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. you know. Shocker. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: but the the more common consequence is that turning play into career or competition leads to imbalance and imbalance produces injury and,
4: yeah and it might be how we teach results it.
1: in injury it
4: might be this like whole go-getter you got to grind it out and hustle mentality oh. that we're like if someone comes in and they're like i really want to like lose a couple pounds i don't want to maybe dabble in this sport and we're like yeah you don't know commitment you got to fucking di- you got to like come in twice a day and wake up at 4 32 in the morning and you got to like drink all this bullshit and suffer through all these diets in order to get your goals and if you're not willing to do that you're just not committed man
0: yeah i i was like that when i, my, when sure. I first started coaching i yeah. was like that yeah. and i look back at that now and i cringe i mean yeah. i i i had this idea of what it took and i was so wrong mm-hmm. so wrong and i was a lot harder on the athletes who were young yeah and it took me a long time to realize and you know Apologies to all those kids. Like I made some really big mistakes. Some good kids came out of that, but it was, it was wrong. It was really, really bad. I give a lot more leeway now. I listen a lot more. Mm -hmm. I, and I let them, it should be fun. It should be fun at every level. And even when you talk to world tour pros, okay, I'm in cycling, so I know cycling, but I would imagine even the Jamaican, 4 by 100 sprinting team Mm. at the Olympics they're having a lot of fun like it has to be yeah yeah. Yeah, there are things attached to that gold there are are, are, to the goal sorry and if they win the gold then there's all these other commitments that's a whole
4: other rabbit hole but they're the Jamaican sprinting team you can just say gold (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) just gold or the Dutch cycling team Well, it's just you know lay it out there they win everything which is amazing
0: but they're still having fun I mean Matthew Vanderpoel is interesting so he just recently won Cyclocross Worlds and again. At the, at, again, and he's he's <laughs> phenomenal. The guy's phenomenal. And I, I look at him, and I look. He's almost robotic about how he does it. Yeah. And he's, I've seen him when he was a junior. He, when we raced, well, we raced against him when he was a junior, and it was it was very clinical. Like everything yeah. was really clinical. And I kept asking myself, like, hey, man, is this guy having fun? Like, okay, it's fun to win and stuff like that. But at what point, like are you really gonna have fun one day
4: and and some people when you see them like their fun is being broody and depressed like they imagine their training environment of being like i'm in a cave and i have chains around my neck (laughs) and my hoodie never comes off and i listen to nothing but black metal and you're like that's fun to them i look (laughs) at it's like i would want to shoot myself in the face that's fucking (laughs) depressing (laughs) yeah and then you see people like payson mcleven and you're just like mckelvin mckelvin Yeah, that guy is having a fucking yeah. blast. Everything yeah. oh, that he does every, is like, yeah. he's having His a fucking great awesome. time. Yeah. 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 And, and he makes, and he's hopefully, you know he has a career. So uh, he's doing very well. He's very successful. And he's not contained by any of it because at any one given time, he'll go to San Francisco and do that like hill, that one mile hill sprint on a road bike or like yeah he's open to so many different things. And you're like, but that's just one way to do it. If he meets the guy that's in the dungeon, they're gonna like what argue over who's doing it right? Oh, that
0: that whole conversation. Yeah. Oh my god, that's I, ridiculous. I, I would I would have
1: to say that actually, seeing how much fun Payson has mm-hmm. on his bike and with all shit that goes around the bike, mm-hmm. like, kind of makes me maybe want to ride my bike. What? <laughs> Well, and I think, then I see well,
4: Joe, and he's just miserable. No, <laughs> no he's, he's just been brooding been doing. He's been over things. there, completely yeah. silent, well, not I even did, talking. I, We've been
1: going for twelve <laughs> minutes and twenty seconds. Joe's just been quiet. I I described the guy in the dungeon,
4: and like it was like in my head. That's how Joe trains in his basement.
1: <laughs> on his rollers. <laughs> on his rollers. No, just no, sorry. that's it, just... not in his basement here. When oh he yeah. was here. Remember, he was just like set the rollers up facing the wall. I
2: have a very bright, you know, very brightly lit garage that's like interrogation light bright so. but before <laughs> I start true, writing actually. I like get that fluorescent light so kind of like I shakes. can't get a tan being outside because of where I live so I have to you know do
1: you have solar like lamps in I
0: should the, get in the garage. you should you don't have those yeah. Has someone yelled at you about that yet up in your not right enough vitamin D Joe
2: <laughs> <laughs> Now they probably just talked about it on that next door Web. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, it comes in the fitness (laughs) industry all the time. Like people are remarking how
4: people just aren't the same anymore. They're just not committed. They're they're distracted, and it's like, yeah, but it's kind of fun to be distracted. So who gives a shit? I like like, chasing squirrels for sure. Laser pointers. Same. And And, and like, I also appreciate commitment when I see somebody hone a skill and get really good at it, and that's all they do and all they focus up. That's so admirable. Um, And but if they're having fun. And it's an admirable skill. Go, go at it. But if somebody's, you know, only doing one thing and hurting themselves, and they're sick all the time, and they bitch about everything, and they become poisonous, you're like, hey,
2: maybe that's not, <laughs> not healthy. Yeah. Well, but, it's not. Yeah. It's not healthy when it just becomes obsessive like that. Well, right? my
5: my question with the the fitness professional idea is like, mm-hmm. someone who is an extremely um, competent and you know will do whatever you say generally speaking like that's a really easy person to coach or to have as a Mm -hmm. client like are you just a shitty salesman like if everyone you're meeting is like flippant and uncommitted it's like are you are you able to talk to people
2: that's Mm. i think that sometimes though you do get you i have a couple of clients right this right now that um i'm having like i'm figuring out okay how do i need to talk to this person and and because the message is not coming through mm-hmm. and and um sometimes like sometimes she's going to be like hey I'm not the guy for you. Like mm-hmm. you need to go find somebody else.
5: Yeah, but so. you're not you're not saying that everyone is garbage because they don't respond to the way you talk to no,
0: them. No, but I think it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think 5 years ago I probably would I would have yeah. thought that, but now I'm like, "Oh, okay, it's not this is not for you right now at this moment in your life." Yeah, and maybe not ready. maybe even 3 months from now, maybe you're ready to commit whatever that level of commitment is. Yeah, because I've yeah. been not ready.
4: Yeah. I uh, in my I wasn't ready to hear certain things. I was broody and I wanted to like be dark and I thought that was fun for me until I started getting hurt and then I was being broody about being hurt. <laughs> <laughs> And then that just doesn't work because yeah. you can't do the thing that makes you feel good. So then you just become depressed. So, I mean, maybe there's a long, a long rabbit hole off of the original question about how, like how, what is the answer to how do I maintain, um, a ment- a mentally and physical, uh, healthy relationship with an activity. Yeah. And I think you just mm. have to always, uh, I, maybe the, maybe it's very simple. Maybe it's just like, am I having fun? And if that ever is no then whatever you're doing probably isn't worth it no matter what that is because even even writing and like you know you get it's really fun at first because i'm writing these things that sound cool and i'm like taking pictures to go along with them and i'm putting a thing together it's a lot of work but it is really fun and then i get to the point where it's not fun which is usually the part that makes it really good and i go okay in two months, if it's still not fun, I'm not gonna do this. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Or something. Like there's a, there's a, cause you need to go to the not fun part to get good at some point. So I, you kind of have to have maybe a fuse that you like. You go, okay, I can, I cannot have fun for this little bit to get something done. And then once it finishes and you, you know, you're happy with it, now I'm having fun again.
0: Is it, do you, is it a point where you think when you're writing, are you starting to overthink what you're writing?
4: Uh, no, I'm, I'm overthinking the whole process, like the overall the meta analysis of what I'm doing. Like, is it too much? Is it not enough information? Is it too mm. much information? Is it too wordy? Is it not wordy enough? Like, because I have this, we go back and forth. Because Mark's very trimmed and like everything is cut off, and I that's not me. I I like things that are poignant, and then. And then they, because I want them to stand out, I need ga- I need space between those. Sure. Otherwise, because if every sentence is meaningful, nothing is meaningful. True. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it's all, it's almost overwhelming. It's just not that that's what he writes like, but that's what I. <laughs> no, I, feel I like. I was, yeah. was going to say, <laughs> easy there, thunder. No, no uh, but <laughs> no, I I, so totally know I can't what <laughs> do what he does. Right? right. I figure in my own. So that's usually what I'm thinking about is like the overarching sound. And honestly, does it fucking make any sense? But and but yeah. the thing is like <laughs> yeah. you, it's it's.
1: I mean, when I started writing, the you know, uh, um, I had flowery hands mm-hmm. in the beginning for whatever reason. Because so I thought adjectives were cool. So <laughs> if like one <laughs> adjective is good, then like why not stack up three or four, before, yeah, yeah. you know, ahead of the object? Um, but and then I realized, okay, well that's a. It's not me because I'm writing for an out. Because I'm writing something for someone to read. Yeah. But it, and it's the reading of it that makes that, that that is compelling me to write, and then I'm writing for a hypothetical audience um, that I'm pretending to know when I don't even know myself. I don't even know my own voice. Hmm. And then the next step was copying others who were good writers whose writing I admired, and then eventually. A lot of fucking years, and you know, handwriting were handwritten words and typed words, and this and that. You know, then I found my voice. But it, but when, so I think when you're writing, Mm. you should listen to some advice I heard you give someone else recently, Mm -hmm. which is write, and I'm putting that in air quotes Mm -hmm. because you weren't talking about writing. Mm -hmm. Um, the thing that you really like, yeah, write the thing that makes you feel good. Somebody reads it and they don't get it. They aren't moved by it, whatever. They, they don't see the point that you were trying it's, to write. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be the fact that you obscured the point yeah. with all the space around the thing. It was but, harrowingly. <laughs> 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 but, but I think that's it. When you write it, and, and, I, and I think it applies to sport too, because mm. if, you're, if, you, if you're doing the thing for someone else, yeah, that can be incredibly motivating. Right. You know, or doing the thing to prove somebody else's opinion about you or assessment of you or whatever wrong, that can be highly motivating. It also burns really hot and therefore really fast yeah. and it gets over really quick. And and so I think it's, you know, the, the, the way to write well, the way to, and I would dare, I would, I'll say paint well also, Billy, um, uh, or to, you know, to practice sport well is to do it for yourself, mm-hmm. And to do it in a and to do it in a in a way, or under circumstances that produce this is uh, I'm stepping outside of mine. This is not Mark Twight saying this. Do it in a way that makes you happy. Oh, <laughs> okay, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> because how you define happiness? Yeah. Like you said, yeah, I was dark and broody, and I never took the chains off, and my hoodie was up the entire time, and I got this cool tattoo, yeah. and you know. Um, had it done in reverse so when I look at myself in the mirror when I'm in the dark um, I can read what the fucking rune says or whatever fucking Viking shit that was um, the, uh, 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 anyway
4: like it, yeah it says that, Macintosh computers it, in old Icelandic yeah exactly <laughs> oh, and, it. It, it,
1: but that was that produced happiness in a certain time or mm. it produced accomplishment and the accomplishment made per- you happy made you happy
3: yeah,
4: yeah. Those are all
1: valid, yeah. anyway. Um, well, I think
0: I think it, it's very similar to painting. Actually, I mean, you said something, Michael. You said something recently. I don't. Well, not recently. Recently in my brain, which is probably you know <laughs> three months ago, but I remember it. And you said, "Oh, I'm, I'm minus 500 words today." Like I was writing, and I'm minus 500 words. And I, I started laughing. I, I don't know if you said it on a podcast or something yeah. I heard or whatever. And I started laughing because that day, mm-hmm. I had probably thrown away four canvases and like. 20 inks, and I was just destroying my studio. I was just wiping everything out yeah. because cause where I was at that moment, things yeah. were not happy. Things were not good. The process was very, very bad. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, no, I need to strip all this away, and that's fine. And the work is, the work is valid even though it's in the garbage because it's just a stepping stone. Yeah. That's all it was, and it's fine. But I, I do struggle with that personally when I make a painting because a lot of my paintings are, are commission-based. And so I'm uh, literally thinking oof. of that person that I'm making the painting How for which is a, for them. Oh, it's a problem. Oof. It's a really big problem. And I've gotten, "Hey, I like purple." Whatever. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're like,
3: "Okay."
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah. they're paying you. Yeah. And so it's a big struggle. And then there are times when you're like, "You finish that painting, you get rid of it," literally. Yeah. And then you're move on to the next thing. You're like, "Okay, that painting just informed what I'm doing now.
4: And so I think all that
1: fucking hate purple right now. Like, (laughs) like there's going to be any
4: purple in my work for the next three months. There's going to be a whole (laughs) lot lot. of whatever. You're totally fine. And then your wife comes home she's like, I got a new purple duvet. And you're like, ah, (laughs) exactly. Um, on, on
1: the painting subject, I have a, a friend of mine, um, who, when I knew him back, back in the days, like totally straight edge, you know, uh, um, kid and then when i saw him and B- i we had not seen each other since i don't know when i'd see him when i was at the up in bamf and he's just like oh yeah i discovered suicide and i became an artist <laughs> you know? i'm just like oh my god who are you and what have you done with hank oh, nice. so he sends me a text the other day and says can i have your address i have a painting that i did for you inspired uh, in the aftermath of a wednesday afternoon mushroom trip uh, the, wednesday <laughs> world. the wednesday night The wednesday night worlds, exactly <laughs> and he said made with three types of black paint and white only. Oh. And then he wrote almost 50 canvases into my art and it's the first time I have ever used black. Huh. Whoa. Wow. I was like, hey, I'm just starting to get good then, I guess. Or, whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. might, or like, oh, which, uh, which flavor of mushrooms were
4: those? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Show me that strain. I had a yeah. teacher
0: in school that wouldn't allow us to use white. We were not allowed to use white. Okay. And it was a big struggle for a lot of people oh and i'm sure i you know she said it to us and i i really liked that i like restriction yeah. i think it, i like that challenge and i was like yeah okay no white cool that's fine because when i was in, when i was in this is crazy well not crazy but in high school i had an art teacher who was super super cool and used to give us these exercises you had a five by five square of black paper and a three by three piece of white paper and you could make three cuts and you had to make a composition nice i loved doing that because it was and you could rip it but you could only make three cuts and you could do whatever you want and it was fascinating to see what 30 high school kids would come up with and some kids that were not artistic quotes great it was cool stuff so that restriction was really interesting and i think that it's almost you know kind of tying this into tying this into sport those restrictions and coaching and the things that you're giving your athletes like find that would be really fascinating too.
4: This, this will show you how bad at school I am. Because if that would have been said to me, I would have picked up my canvas and broke it in but Now what? It's <laughs> fucking white. You just kick over the bucket. Man. <laughs> oh, the canvas is it. white, <laughs> right. So the canvas is already white, yeah, so it's over. I'm not
1: allowed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to use plate. <white. laughs> true, very <So> true. <laughs> I was just you know sitting here and looking across the room and I'm just like, hey, we should talk to Berkey about restrictions being the gateway to freedom. I'm Uh sure he has two words to say about that, but maybe it's more. Oh, Uh, I'm not restricting how many you you can actually (laughs) (laughs) get two words. But I was just like, normally when Berkey says something, it's like, oh, it's not many words, but there's all the words that are necessary
5: to. (laughs) I'm I'm actually more interested in what two words you think. I'm going. What was it? Tell me what you think. I want to hear.
1: I hadn't gotten that far yet, damn it, yeah. <laughs> yeah it wasn't too. I didn't have to when I said two words i that i I just liked because it's the only even prime number there we go um are. that that that's all the only reason I said two
5: well, we had already covered this straight edge topic yeah. uh <laughs> in the podcast for a while yeah, that's true, yeah, so mm. I'm not sure, <laughs> but um I mean, I did taste some uh of the the drinks on uh, on Friday, no shit, I was gonna mm. ask if you did you yeah nice. Is that the first? Um, I'm,
4: <laughs> I made absinthe once, but I didn't taste it. Oh, wow. Is that just because of the medicinal use of wormwood? Um, at that time, I was a little less willing,
5: oh, I think, right. yeah. to, to play around, although it was very curious to me.
1: I mean, it is seriously tough to tell Nick Laz, no, I don't want to taste what is, you're huh? pouring. Yeah. No, what it was was because he goes, his level of joy and enthusiasm yeah. around yeah. all things spirits yeah. is
4: infectious,
2: infectious, in, and remarkable. Yeah. I think it, just you could have just said uh, about all things. Well, in from the in short the, time g- that I've uh, yeah, good point been around yeah. in, in Nick's defense, his response was like,
5: "That's awesome," and he told us a story about. Mm-hmm. Um, dry bartenders and he's like, This is super cool. Um, smell it and think about it and then give it to someone and watch how happy they're gonna be that they get more. And he was he just rolled right through it and I was like, I like having you around. Yeah. Dry bartenders.
1: <laughs> yeah. I never good. even considered yeah, he that said that they was would, like a thing. They would
5: wear a pin with a certain symbol on it yeah. to show that like don't buy, don't me, buy a me a shot. yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. Oh wow. Huh. secret society I did not know existed I, I,
0: exactly
4: <laughs> yeah. it's like unfit coaches <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> and we they all rule. have stories of those but, and they don't need a badge because you can see you it. Can they, see wear, it it. they wear
1: it
2: on their sleeves. <laughs> no, no, they, they or they, they wear, wear it under it, their, their t-shirt yeah. over <laughs> their coach shorts yeah. 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 Oh. so
0: you've been to the equinox in Palo Alto because <laughs> 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 I used to work out there and then I finally had to quit because I thought to myself this is a waste of money with everyone around here this <laughs> oh,
1: <my laughs> is because what they're doing is also contagious and I don't want to get what they have
0: I did really like the Kiel's product in the men's bathroom though that was oh, key. Nice. That was really nice. Nice,
1: but sure
0: not enough. worth the money. But not worth For what money. you're paying. I'm
1: just like, you get that in the fucking airport. No, considering I was using, I think I was
0: using the squat rack. You know, the yeah. deadlift. I was using three areas of the gym, and I was like, the keels is just not that much money. We're not
1: worth yeah. it. Yeah, it's generally not <laughs> the only three areas of the gym
4: you were
0: using. Yeah, pretty much.
4: <laughs> Equinox is a shit show. It's mm. it's a lot like what's the one in London? Is it Gym Box? What is it? Something box, where where Peter and Stuart used to work? Yeah, yeah. What's it I called? Think it's Gymbox. Gym but Gym box, but yeah. That's not that nice. No, no, no. But it's like oh. club setting. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like you know, it, it faints. Nice Equinox is nice. Just like,
1: but uh, don't touch. Like don't touch anything. Mm. We'll
0: just have to come wipe it down after you. Yeah, that was like, uh, use, use the it. machines. Always use the machines. That was the that was the impression I got the entire yeah. time. and I was like, no, free weights are actually kind of cool, you yeah. know. And, and yeah, no one's right. using them,
4: so I can always. Yeah, they're like, always available any time great. of day. Yeah. And it's well, the busiest <laughs> piece of equipment in there is for sure the mirrors. Yes,
0: one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I looked,
4: I was like, "I don't want to see (laughs) anything," which is weird because I
1: can't see anything because they're being used by so many people at this time. And now this is kind of strange.
4: Um, I I got really used to not looking into a mirror when I was doing hair because it was like right there, and I I find it just dawned on me this might be true. I'm just going to throw it out there. All right, let's that the people like in a gym that are obsessively using the mirror do not have an accurate self-reflection. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. And, they, like, and then you see, like, I, I don't know, it's just kind of, they're not aware of how they talk or how they actually look or move, but they're looking at themselves. And you're like, what are you looking at?
2: Because you move like shit. (laughs) So it can't be that.
1: Excuse me. Could you just move out of the way of your reflection, please?
4: (laughs) No, because you're you're looking (laughs) like you're seeing. I don't know what you're seeing when you flex and you move the muscle and you look in the mirror and see it. But you missed the orange spray tan, like how it was orange and it looks terrible. No, no,
1: no. You missed a spot with your orange spray (laughs) tan that you are not seeing right now. (laughs) It's being rubbed off by your nipple exposing tank top. I mean,
0: that would be be a great question to ask someone. What are you seeing? Yeah. What what do you see when you look in the mirror? I know what I see. It's weird. Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah, 100%. I mean, I look and I'm like, "Oh, oh, I guess that's me. I, I just would, see I, whoever's
1: like, standing beside behind me because I am transparent. <laughs> <laughs> Daywalker. Well, <Yeah>. Daywalker. The,
5: <laughs> this goes to something we were talking about earlier of like the idea of it seems like that behavior is they're trying to see what they want to show everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so it's getting filtered by what they expect oh
1: my as God. opposed now, to
5: them. That is a
1: couple of levels of abstraction deep yeah. right there.
5: Or instead of trying to see where they're at and what they're doing they're trying to see what they want to be and because what they want to be is how other people see them it's warped. So
4: I'll go one
1: step further. So it's like a funhouse mirror. Fun, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except
5: for the funhouse mirror is their eyes trying to understand like The filtering between what they think everyone else is thinking about them
3: yeah
4: i'll go one step further and say that if my what we were talking about was human beings being a mirror themselves a reflection of the the world that they live in oh no but if you are a reflection of the world that you live in and you look into a mirror a mirror in front of a mirror is a paradox and most people are so uncomfortable with paradoxes they can't see that they are a strange loop so they erase that and they fill it in with the projection of what they think that they see
0: yeah. Devil's Playground. The area between two mirrors, I think, isn't it?
1: Uh, ouch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's,
0: wait, wait, no, actually, let me do
1: this. Yeah. Hashtag too soon. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh. It's fucking Monday. We just like finished with the mirror like 48 yeah. hours or 52 hours oh. of mirror. You're
3: like,
4: my head hurts. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. That's that's actually pretty funny. because mm. There's a whole book called uh, I Am Strange Loop, and it talks about... How, how you really can get a sense of, the, uh, of consciousness by putting a mirror in front of another one. And like that is what your brain does. Your brain recognizes itself but because it can't recognize itself directly, it has to create the persona of an operator in yourself. That's duality. So I have me, like the perfect example is I am, the statement I am, that almost doesn't exist in another language like in Spanish, like how you preposition things, I am doesn't exist because there's I and then M I'm saying there's me and then I exist. But you Mm. shouldn't have to say, you just say I because I exist but duality is split between the two words. Same thing with uh, what we talked about before between first person, second person, third person. First person is me, third person is you, second person is me. I'm the first and second person but I'm just referencing myself which is a strange loop which is a paradox. It's a mirror in front of a mirror my understanding is that second person
5: is you in the sense of instruction
4: it is but it's me telling who i can just tell myself the uh the reader the controller it could well the mm-hmm. reader but use it in playwrights too mm-hmm. right so like to describe he's speaking in this version is how you so self referential michael is great right i'm referencing myself but it's me referencing myself which is duality
3: hmm.
5: That just reminded me of something I read over the weekend, what you were saying of the idea of what happens to a fist when you open your hand, and that a fist is not a thing, it's an action, but it's also a thing. I, wasn't, yeah. I missed okay. this part of the mm. symposium,
4: I guess. <laughs> well, was that the part where I said, bite your own teeth? Or <laughs> yeah, you can't no, yeah. Your, yeah, exactly, you can't, yeah. you can't bite your own teeth. Um, oh, the process is, is being, a, yeah, we're not a noun, actually. Like this is not a, this is not necessarily just a thing or a person or it, it is a process. Well, there's a lot of people looking in
5: mirrors where I've seen a thing in the mirror. Um, <laughs> and the question is, a piece is like, of meat. <laughs> are, are we trying to be an action? Or are we trying to be a result? oh hey. god damn and I love having Berkey here
3: that's <laughs> <laughs> so good
1: but I think when you that the, the answer is mm. I, I'm trying to be a result I, I mean if I'm looking in the if I'm what? misusing the mirror in the gym where as Michael was talking about is just like oh I'm trying to see the thing that I want to that I want to become that others see right like I'm 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 Trying to reflect, I am reflecting. That, reflect. that, I can't that help, others but
2: see or that I hope they see. I hope they see. That I
1: hope they see. Yeah. Well, it doesn't.
2: So, Instagram.
1: So, well,
4: <laughs> well what I was getting. No. Only no, 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 no. Yes, yes. But you also be <laughs> like that thought is the thing that leads to unhealthy action. I'm well, yes. in yeah. the gym exercising, but my thought behind why I'm exercising makes it inherently unhealthy.
1: Yeah. And uh. g- g- opens the door to. <laughs> getting
5: hurt yeah yeah well am am i trying to like have fun and be a you know and and enjoy and be uh an action or am i trying to be something for someone else am i trying to be seen as being the winner or the best or the this and as you start to think more about how you're being perceived as opposed to how you're behaving so you're going to miss things tell me
1: about every single time you've been hurt in the gym
5: we don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do have a flight to catch. Actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Let me. Uh, uh, it j- j- not every single time. J- right. j- cliff like, notes. <laughs> cliff Cliff Note version, or even or Michael <laughs> or <laughs> myself or one, yeah. whatever. Like, what was what level of participation did other people have or your perceived yeah. relationship the, to other people have on the, the the instant of that injury
5: very luckily i didn't get injured but this we spoke about this the other day doing a workout that was supposed to be a certain type of zone and recovery okay and i was not alone and i went a lot faster and was like <sighs> like that zone was really hard and it was just like
2: You got to check ego at the door when you're doing a recovery. uh, (laughs) Oh, I
1: no, you need to lock the door with others on the opposite side of it in order to do it. I think you need to,
5: you need to remember that you can't, it's not a, you know, it's the fist, it's an action, not a, a lesson. It's not something that I can remember to cat you know check ego at the door. I can do it at, every
4: time. And sometimes or not ego do is it. an involuntary muscle. <laughs> That's very yeah. true.
1: That shit flexes on well, its own. Yeah, <laughs> but we, but but we, jam, it becomes it looks, a fist really fast. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah, and remembering like it's not that oh I know not to put my ego first. It's like you can't know you can do or or you cannot do it. It's yeah. not like a lesson that you can carry around with you. It's a lesson <sighs> you can practice. And if you're not practicing it, then you don't...
1: I think all you can do is see yourself doing it wrong. Yeah, I did. (laughs) And then making promises about how you're not going to do it wrong later.
5: But we were having that discussion about doing a recovery workout and then posting, oh, yeah, just a quick... I'm yeah, so it, recovered. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I just did a I just did Quick, an four easy, you know, watt, yeah, you, three, know. you know, 300 watt. Yeah, three, you
0: know, 300 watt 2-hour ride. Just recovery, bro. Yeah, yeah. Just listen, just take that off Instagram. No one cares. No one cares about your Wahoo head unit. No one cares looking at your Garmin. Yep. That's your Garmin. Yeah. It's yours. I don't want to see it. Yeah, Yeah. right. And it also lies. So what? (laughs) Did you calibrate that power unit? And so do you.
1: (laughs) Which is why you can't be trusted with (laughs) life. It's like if you're doing a 300-watt recovery workout, there's a coach in Europe I'd like to introduce you to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) ferrari uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, I, that
2: was coming out of my mouth that i'm like no no no, no. If you're <laughs> doing a hashtag
1: too soon wait if you're doing a 300 watt recovery workout you've already met <laughs>
0: yes
2: oh, <laughs> you've, already, know you've already had dinner with yeah. ferrari you've yeah. already met him no i haven't no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no you, you
1: you've you've already Sipped orange juice. Right. (laughs) With Mr.
4: Ferrari. No, I don't. And that's the. We make fun of the mirror thing because it's easiest to see for the aesthetic thing. Right. But I think in. Like you see it in, you know, just gym culture in general. In in CrossFit gyms, it's really obvious where people hurt themselves in order to have the appearance of fitness. I mean, Barnaby just talked about the other day, or today actually, when he was talking about he went to work at this gym. He had a minute. They gave him some you know, 50 pound dumbbells. And he checked it, he's like, man, that's a bit heavy, but okay. And then it started and the first one, he like tweaked something. He's like, ah, shit. Like what, there's no fucking question. Just shut it down, like walk away. And he like got lighter weight. And the story was, you know, for a different reason he was telling it, but just listening to people explain their rationale around, you're getting hurt in the middle of a workout. Something is wrong. Mm-hmm. why are you continuing to finish mm-hmm. the workout but we all do it we all like ah oh, that felt weird and instead of like checking in and like you know seeing if it was a real injury we continue to go yeah From, right, well it's like fun. when you got a sore throat you keep swallowing to see if it still hurts <laughs> yeah
3: right
0: <laughs> like, but on that you're eighth just like in- VO2 no, interval yeah. you maybe <laughs> that, that, don't want to swallow <laughs> yeah
1: no you can't because your lungs are turned inside yeah. out um, but I'm just like oh that tweaked my back well maybe 10 pounds less would not tweak it like would, or I know, try right? that oh yeah. Uh, yeah I have this well,
0: conversation all the time with athletes because it's uh, I'll give them a range of, of intervals to do or something as like a VO2 intervals for instance um, they're hard they're challenging they're super challenging especially for young athletes and you say hey okay I'd like you to do this many Mm-hmm. But if the last two, if you see, you know, your range Decoy, is this, yeah. your wattage is this. And if it's not working, just stop. It's okay. And yeah. I have some athletes that, nope, Can't they're going to continue to swallow. Yeah. And it's like, well, now you really got soar sore it. Well, yeah. and, I, know. I know I'd
4: say this, they're, at that point, this is where the coach thing, and you would be able to probably have a really good insight on this. But when I noticed it was like, they're not, they're not even doing it for themselves anymore. They're doing it to impress me. They don't want to be known as a quitter or somebody who doesn't work as hard as somebody else they're known to me as somebody who doesn't think as much as somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> and so I once mean, you explain that to me, it's like, look, when you make bad decisions, I, I, I go from thinking that you're um, a hardworking person to now you're a hardworking, stupid person.
0: Yeah, that's, I, I'm going to definitely steal that. Maybe <laughs> not use the word stupid. No, but that's, yeah. I think it's,
4: yeah. that's extremely. Or, or ext- not stupid because it would be, it would be the same. It would be a good, bad morality thing or, right. or like a feel bad thing. Instead, it's like, you're becoming less intelligent in front of me. And I'm Uh, watching it play out. And the data's right there on the screen.
0: Yeah, Yeah, no, I think it's a good point. I think we were talking about quitting, and we had that just a little bit of discussion yesterday, emotionally quitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then actually quitting. And you know what? If you're on the the 13th (laughs) or 14th day of a big training block or whatever it is you're doing, and you emotionally quit, that is okay. That's fine. It's no problem. But because then you can perform the next day. Or when it really matters in two weeks from then when you have a huge... Yeah. race well, that's well, totally fine
5: what it comes down to in that case is can i trust you well
0: yeah the coach athlete trust loop is yeah fascinating i don't well, want to use the word to, interesting yeah exactly <laughs> I try to, there are
2: certain athletes i work with that I just empower of like go how like go how you feel yeah you know like when you start rolling this is kind of what i think you ought to do but I mean, I trust you. You know your. You know. You know what you need to do. Oh, so well, so you're.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> how many total athletes are you coaching right now? Seventeen. So you're talking about a half of one of them. <laughs>
2: uh, one was here. No, I'm just <laughs> one was here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would. Heidi's another one. Uh, I could see trust in both of
1: them. Yeah, to know themselves and and, and dial it back.
2: I cap it at those two okay right now
1: so a small percent all of am yeah yeah, yeah 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 my, for my sure. joke there was to say that like wow that's. but those are the I mean, there's really not very the, very many of those and if you have so, a lot of them
2: then that island you live on is someplace it special. is amazing <laughs> sometimes I like some to use that as a test just yeah. to see what they're gonna do yeah not, yeah. not well, of course. Emily or Heidi but someone yeah. else like alright I'm gonna let's how much rope can I give them and I, what are they gonna like Dude, what are they gonna a, do with
1: you're them? a fucking Scorpio everything is a test <laughs> That's for you, A Karen. Of, A lot of those in this room. <laughs> there really is, <laughs> no. Shit. I'm on the cusp, man. I'm really I'm literally on the cusp of Sagittarius decide.
0: and Scorpio. So I'm really fiery. <laughs> I'm really fiery and I'm really are bad you, with money. Are you the, are you the twenty first? Twenty third.
4: I'm twenty first. All right on. Yeah. November. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh. oh
2: nice, bro. On the cusp. Do you feel exposed right now, Berkey? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like a Taurus or something. We just shit, talked right? about this earlier, too, about astrology,
4: okay. actually. Aries.
1: <laughs> we you're going to nail it eventually. And eventually, I got, like, a, what do I have? A- ten more a- guesses? Ten more. Okay, no. Cause, Libra. Because we've already.
3: <gasps> I figured. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> my favorite is, for that. my yeah. favorite is like, oh, I'm, that's why we get along, no matter
4: what the result is. Yeah, yeah. And then every once in a while, be like, that's why we can never be friends. <laughs> <laughs> There's the problem. <laughs>
3: We
1: were talking about astrology earlier because I'm no. But what time of day were you born?
4: Oh yeah, yeah,
5: because that matters. 5 a.m.
1: Not 4:30.
5: Might have been
1: 5:06. You told you should have told your mom to get up earlier. For fuck's sake, she she like set you up for being late to work for the rest of your life. Are you kidding me? Would have never been late. Did, did
4: we did we do your human design thing? No. Okay, we gotta do that before you leave. We shall. Fucking freaky. We were talking about. Um, astrology earlier because i'm like man there's some things i'm fairly open like i put frog poison in my arm i burned a hole in my arm and put frog poison in the last weekend for combo and i was like i'm fairly open to experiences that one happened, clearly that one happened to be a fucking terrible one but <laughs> but ultimately good and you're gonna do it again and i'm for sure gonna do it again because <laughs> yeah. i feel fantastic this whole week my body feels like it's literally brand new like everything feels good. I haven't cleaned in like two months, and I went up like as an easy two sixty five, and every joint felt fucking perfect. And I was like, "Fucking frogs, <laughs> fucking magic." So it's so not.
0: every cyclist that's going to listen to this it's now, it's, yeah. dude, their God. internet yeah. shirts so, yeah. just went through the roof. Yeah,
4: combo. <laughs> combo is legal in the United States. It's it's a like medicinal practice from Brazil and Peru. So it is legal. It's just terrifying because it's pretty intense like you uh, they burned a bunch into my arm but generally so generally put little marks in there and then you put the poison on you drink you know two liters of water as fast as you can and then they rehydrate the poison and then it hits you in 10 seconds and your heart jumps to like 190 and your face blows up and you turn red and the back of your skull feels like it's going to blow out and your throat clamps shut and you're like Oh, I'm dying. this is how I'm gonna die! I'm literally, <laughs> I'm literally dying from poison, Holy. and then you purge everything out, and then uh, like you feel kind of like death, and you look like it. You're like pasty white, and you lay down for thirty minutes, and about it, you're like, I'm never doing that again. This is the fucking most idiotic thing I've ever done, and then an hour later, you're like, I feel pretty good, <laughs> and wow. then two hours later, you're like, I'm probably gonna do it next month. And the whole week has been that. It's like every single person who did it in here is like, I feel fucking fantastic. Wow. It is really fucking bizarre. And how it works physiologically, granted, there's awesome spirituality that gets put into it. Like she plays the combo song. Boom 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 boom. And it's it is really weird how that drives the purge, but there's also practically it's the world's strongest hermetic. So you go in it poison yourself and your body's response is to double antibodies, double white blood cells. Uh. And so you start, they're using it to treat rheumatoid arthritis and other joint things. But that being said, I'm fairly open to new ideas. And what I was telling Berkeley earlier in the office is like, but astrology still fucking gets me <laughs> like hearing people. I get it. You're looking for answers in the world. You're just looking for like patterns and recognition so that you can coordinate appropriately. From your newspaper blip (laughs) that told you how to be today. But I it still irks me. I can't help it. It's like, what sign are you? And I'm like, fuck, stop. Like it just I don't know what it is about that. And then it gets weirder because we did this human design thing, which includes your horoscope kind of deal, and it's like numerology and all this other bullshit. And you read it and you're like, okay, I know what generic cold selling is, and I know Mm. all these techniques that like, you know, snakes salesmen's snake oil salesman dish out and I you read it and you're like, fuck, that's pretty dead on. <laughs> God damn it. Like, well, I have to
0: say so last year I read Chinese the Chinese lunar calendar is really fascinating to me. And that's I agree with you though. Like I I straddle that line like do I believe in this? Do I not believe yeah. in this? So last year in January, I or when no, so February, Lunar New Year. February, I read my sign. So I'm the year of the pig. It was the year of the pig and I there's this Chinese astrologer or I guess he's an astrologer mm-hmm. and he's world famous. And he, he gave out this, uh, the prediction for the year for your thing. And it said for the year of the pig, cause I was born in the year of the pig and it last year was the year of the pig. And there's something basically I'm paraphrasing, but it said it will be the most challenging and most rewarding year. And I, boom. And I read that and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, back in the day. And then you're like halfway through the season. You're just like, fuck what the fuck with this year like what is going on and we're like we're winning everything and it's so hard like why is this so hard and so i had found it i had put it in my iphone notes and i'm flicking through my iphone notes because i'm deleting every month and i read this thing and i'm just like fuck that chinese guy is spot on (laughs) (laughs) so i read it this year just last week that sounds it. pretty good for this year. So hopefully, Mr. Chen is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, that is his name. I'm pretty sure that's his name. <laughs> I wasn't laughing at that. I'm just like,
1: hope he's correct. <laughs> hope so.
3: I'm like, well,
4: feel free to manifest that shit. then. <laughs> yeah. I should just <laughs> read Mark's Human Design, the the paragraph to it, because you guys will fucking die. <laughs> so it's like, we're not the only ones. Are you, are you going to dive into my triple split? No, I'll just go yeah, your four six model. Okay. So he's a four six. You value quality over relation or sorry, quality of relationships over quantity, and increasingly so as you progress through the stages. During stages two and three, there's usually a push and pull between the fourth line's desire to connect and network and the sixth line's love of withdrawing to reflect. Many times four sixes can experience people fatigue. <laughs> You love being with others, but you also tend to need downtime after to recover. The sixth line provides you with the ability to form very deeply emotionally intimate and mutually beneficial relationships with others, but it takes a ton of energy to engage at that level. You are also not designed to influence strangers. For you you to live your design, trust needs to be established before you start sharing your sixth line's wisdom and guidance. Don't get me wrong, four and sixes usually give a lovely first impression, but you tend to really shine upon better acquaintance. In short, to know you is to love you, and ultimately to trust you. Mark quoted, "quote unquote people fatigue." Hashtag people fatigue. Oh god! I'm definitely stealing that. Hashtag people fatigue. Oh god. Yeah. The, this <laughs> shit gets weird. And it, and maybe it's just like we're we're pattern we're we're pattern apes. We're just like, oh, mm. look at the pattern. It's a pretty pattern. Well, that I think though, so. You have
0: you know Myers Briggs or Briggs Myers, yeah, and you yeah. have all these other things. And so I was, really, I'm in this coaching program through the USOC, and it was really fascinating. It has been fascinating. We went through this DISC profiling. So DISC is they use it in law enforcement a lot, and mm-hmm. it's basically these these bucket yeah. generalities. And, and it's you know if you're a dominant person, are you introspective? You know, effectively. So it's a way to blow out extrovert introvert, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. very easy to do. And I sure. think most of us, you know, initially no, you say, yeah. oh, that, person's that person is introvert. Yeah. yeah. And, um, anyway, it's been, it's been really good, but you know, when a lot of it, when I had it done, it helped me see me mm. so, instead of just looking in the mirror, like just seeing what was in the mirror and thinking I knew and this, it was actually really spot on and I was surprised. And so I, I like personally, I take, if I make a plan cause I like to plan, if I make mm. a plan and someone questions the plan, all the hairs in the back of my neck stand up. It's like, listen, no, I thought about this for a month. This is the way it has to be. And it's, it's not. And mm-hmm. so, but, but I recognize that now. And so when someone's now I'm more accepting, it's go like, oh, ask, ask, please ask me the question. What are you seeing that I'm not seeing? So it was a way to sort of deal with my own insecurities. And it's, it's helped me as a coach because mm-hmm. especially with athletes, certain athletes are like, I'm, I have one guy that's like super extrovert, just yeah. in gross mm-hmm. terms. And, you know, I have to, I have to talk to him a little differently. There's terminology that I cannot use with him because it would turn him off. Right. Yeah. And so, that, that year was the same. I had these dominant personalities on the team and I had to be very careful I could never ever lie. Not that I not that I do, but there right. are times when you push the truth. Right. At times, like in a time <laughs> trial, if you're in, if you're on the radio and yeah, you're yeah. talking to an athlete and you're like, oh, you're down. Yeah, yeah. Because you can kind of see that you can give a little bit more. Or there are times. Or the where, others
4: where you're like, you're ahead. You're ahead. And it makes them go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But with this guy, you can, you you couldn't you can't do that. And with this athlete I'm working with now, you can't. I just have to be, you know, hey man, you were shit today. And he, Oh, okay. Yeah. but if I said that to my one of my other athletes he'd be like oh crush. my god what do you mean yeah, yeah, why are you mad at me now I need frog boys and I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so, yeah. so one of the fascinating things about like
1: the temperament typing and that sort of thing is like okay how, how you go through it you take the test and you okay I did the Myers-Briggs one and then I did that mm-hmm. one I was went shopping for answers because I didn't like what I got <laughs> yeah. you know or whatever <laughs> I took it at different times of the day and I can I give you four different fucking you know letter results yeah. depending on when I'm doing it, but I think the assumption is it's it's what it's it's how people when I see it, it's what people do with it, and I think you're counting on a certain level of sociopathy. Michael, I have have a question. Sorry, in 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 the sense that, like, okay, you're you, you go through the temperament typing with your athletes in order to relate to them in a certain way. The whole process counts on you being. As chame- you know, personality or temperament—you know—chameleon t- sort of situation. Um, in order to be able to do that, because if if if, if you're you know an INTJ and it's fucking hard an INTJ, you can't be anything to that individual athlete other than who you are. Correct. And this is the thing that I find fascinating. Is like if these things are if these things are hard and fast,
0: mm-hmm.
1: then the whole thing doesn't
0: work right and i think it does move i think i think it moves oh i think it moves a. it moves a lot especially so under pressure so under pressure i perform a lot differently Mm -hmm. and uh,
4: yeah like maybe that's a lot of these things should be contingent on what stage of environment you're in like yes. are you in a desperate environment or are you in a like flourishing environment where you're creating or whatever like where wh- when things push on you how do you act and when you like have room to move do you act differently yeah along so, like the especially the human design thing i'm like there's no fucking way there's like only five types of personalities and then <laughs> you know like okay there's there's a lot because you have all these different ratios between conscious and uh, and subconscious or unconscious, whatever you want to call it, uh, abilities. And then you like on top of that, they add in like what your um, what kind of blocks you. Like what kind of emotional states block you so that you can't live up to your potential, which are really useful actually. And when I look at it, I was like, it has to be a lot of guys. It's based on where you're born, um, your birth date, and the time of day, and just like general mm. fucking bullshit. And it's right? based on neutrinos hitting the earth after that star explodes. True, which is <laughs> science. <laughs> science! But, science! <laughs> but, <laughs> but when I look at it, I'm like, then, but psychologists use personality tests and all these other things. And I was like, which one is more subjective? Right. The person's yeah. opinion of themselves? Or the random date you were born. Yeah, like at least that one's solid. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that well, didn't pe- change. They wrote that. Down. You can write to the
1: state of wherever you're <laughs> yes. from and find out exactly. Yeah, you yeah. know that didn't change.
4: But so, people's subjective version of themselves or their their opinion of themselves is all over the fucking place. Yeah, like give them an award and then take a personality test and then like punish them and then give them a personality test and you probably have two different tests.
1: And if you said, you know, like Friday night. Mm-hmm i think i would have been uh perceiving uh-huh. by sunday i was judging as fuck <laughs> right so, right just because yeah. of like the, the experience. experience the deep hole of people fatigue i had yeah. dug yeah yeah
2: so michael did so on the what was it called human design. yeah human design yeah and mark is a four and a six is yeah, I a I
4: four six th- projector so his his personality type is a projector and then he's a four. I'm one of the twenty two percent.
2: Four six, so six is leader.
4: What was four opportunist role model? So he's huh. But Reflector is Re- the cool one. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah reflector. And, and we met an individual reflector. who's a reflector, and I was just like, Jesus. well, that is accurate. Well, for so sure. Buck. accurate. Holy clear settled lake as a mirror. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. But is In so a human being. Composite incredible. numbers though mm-hmm yeah uh,
4: <laughs> nothing <laughs> it gets it gets weirder so aaron's a manifester it's some the only reason we found this out is this guy that like messes around with it met aaron and he like looked at her weird after she was talking for a little bit and he's like, what do you do for work and she's like oh, i'm a private chef i do this i don't really know I'll bop around and he's like you're a manifester huh and she's like, I don't know what that means. He's like, in human design, you're a You're really she's rare. She's like, no, I'm a manticore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, I don't know what that means. He's like, you're a being of pure creation. Like, you create things from nothing. You take nothing and you make something out of it. Oh, he's wow. like, you are very productive. And she's like, cool, yeah, I am. Yeah, that's me. And he's like, <laughs> and then he met me and he's like, you're a generator. That Whoa, that's super rare. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He was so just he's always like, trying to get you guys to get divorced. <laughs> no, he goes he goes, this kid he's like you guys got to understand each other though. He's like if uh, she tries to keep up with you, she's not going to keep up. She's going to get really frustrated and she's going to get fatigued. You got to let her rest. Like manifestors need like because creation costs so much, they need downtime. Generators just hum along. They can fucking go forever. And I was like, god damn it. Like that literally happens where I just go, Aaron tries to keep up and she gets so tired, she gets frustrated. And then she's just like can't do anything, and so we just like listened to that one before we did anything. We just like listened to that for a little bit, and so she worked really hard for like a month on her work, and she's putting out this program. And then she was—I was getting up, and she's like, oh, "I can come to the gym with you." And I looked at her, and I was like, "You need to sleep in." Mm-hmm, yeah, That's and good said, of you no, to but I it. but I want to work out. I want to do this. I need so much stuff to do. And I was like, "Take like two days and just sleep all day." And she slept all day. And it, we avoided so many things because of that.
0: So do you think because you took that, you were able to recognize it in her? Yeah, yeah, that's, for sure. I think that's why those, th- those kind of things are really important. I mean, I'm mean, i very similar to you, so this talking, 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 mm-hmm. talking. I need a week yeah. after I'm yeah. done. I need mm-hmm. a week of quiet. And the same with painting, because yeah. like, I work... The way I work is like full gas, three yep. weeks, a month, and I'm like, oh, Bruh. I need to But it's do But it's
1: the ideal work setup for your personality. It is, absolutely, 100%. It's like there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Right, which was mm.
0: school. That's why school, art school was really difficult because it was this regime you had to you had to create on the on the day, on yeah. the time, and then talk about it. Yeah. Uh, the talking was fine because you know, you're amongst friends and everything like that, but the, yeah, don't give me a schedule. So I can make you can give me a up deadline. Like the deadline is okay. <laughs> yeah, you oh, to yeah. Talk. Well, there was a lot <laughs> like, of... Interesting, being thrown around. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> you'll you'll laugh at this because I don't know if you were in the room the other day. Trevor did his. Oh, Trevor and I are identical five one generators. Okay. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, that explains so much. <laughs> it's like nice. identical fucking personality types. I'll have to look into this. This sounds really cool. It's, it's it, really. I, I, like know. I wrote down. Look it's, up. It's, look, yeah. it's really fun to like go through, if nothing else, for the laugh. To be like they. I have not. I've yet to see it be a far off right it's yeah. it, mostly people get really worried and they call me after they do it and like God, I read the whole thing because it's like a big long report yeah know? and it, it goes into specifics about how to live up to your potential what to stay away from like for me it's like don't get frustrated stay away from frustration the best you can because <laughs> when you get frustrated you become nihilistic and you fucking turn dark and I was like It literally uses those words, and I'm like, I, I, uh, fuck you, like I, like Uh, that's not you don't know me. That's not a (laughs) generic thing to say to somebody. I don't think. Um, But I get phone calls. Like Josh Tyler called me. Goes, oh man, he's like, what the fuck? I took this thing. I had a conversation with my wife. He's like, I think we figured some shit out. And I'm like, I don't, don't leave me out of this shit. I just pointed to a joke, and it's not a joke. It's really weird how it's working out, but it is strange. It's like a funny little gimmicky thing it is well i thought the same with with
0: (laughs) with myers-briggs and i took this thing and it you know that spits out oh you're infj and i'm like ah okay cool what what does that mean and then you start looking up it's like you literally one percent of the population (laughs) yeah and my wife works with someone who is also an infj and when we talked about it he's like oh that totally makes sense he's like yeah it's perfect yeah exactly and I'm like, no, that, that can't be. How can that be? <laughs> yeah. But all these things that it says, it's, oh, yeah, that, that is me. I do that.
3: Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is how but I but I recognize it now, and I think it helped, you know, relationships
4: that I have. Yeah, Because yeah. it's
0: like, oh, okay. And I'm, I'm with you now. There are things that I really avoid. I As, really
4: avoid And them. this is, I mean, people are probably like, bullshit. They're talking about shadow signs, <laughs> which I love because, right. like, I don't know, because they probably have the personality type that has to say that. Like, yeah. I bet if they did their human design, it would say that they're skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, but, but <laughs>
1: you're just fulfilling your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just right. do you. Um,
4: <laughs> and, and maybe and you may, can't help but do you. But maybe <laughs> it's just suggesting. It's just like the same thing. If I put somebody through a workout and they quit, or they do, or like whatever, I see the action from a hard stimulus. And I see how they reflect on it. Because Mm. we've done this so many times, I kind of have an idea of how that person responds to multiple different things. And it was just one workout. And maybe it was a bad day, maybe it was off, or maybe it was a great day and it was off. But in general, we're pretty accurate. You see one thing, and you can start pinpointing. that You see patterns. Oh, right.
0: definitely. You see it right away with athletes, and I yeah. see it right away. When yeah. People come to Europe, especially so as a 17-year-old or 15-year-old. They're coming over to Europe for the first time. You've never yeah. left the U.S. You just got your passport. Now you're one of 40% of the country, by the way. And you travel, yeah. and it's highly uncomfortable. Yeah. You land in Brussels. Yeah. No one speaks English. and So you see this pressure put on them that mm-hmm. I'm not doing. Yeah. And you see whether they are resilient or not. Mm. And it's, but then you start to see what their personalities come out under competition circumstances. To me, it's really, really fascinating. And it's also see how they interact with each other. Because mm-hmm. um, you're taking kids, we're taking athletes from all around the country that maybe not race with each other all the time. And now they're in the situation where they have to become a team. Yeah, And it's interesting to see what personalities come out. Like really, really interesting. Yeah, who, who is people, the one rise. that's in the back of the room like yeah. throwing grenades? Yeah, And then who's, who's in the front, like just hard charging? You know, and the guy in the back of the room is like, "All right, I'll take over when you guys are finished. Like, I'll take over. Like that to me is really fascinating to see. That's pretty awesome.
4: It when you guys, the, it should make them all do human design tests before you work. <laughs> really, yeah, it would be that would be pretty wild just experiment on your like just see like how accurate is it or does it inform me anything does it tell me based on I don't know how they figured it out well we read the story behind it It it's super fucking weird but it makes no sense like eight day period of neutrinos hitting a part of Spain and this guy had the download for the it was hitting the whole earth but it was actually was highly
1: concentrated there and he just happened to be there at that time and then he changed his name. If I was oh, in Ibiza, dear. if I was in Ibiza,
4: <laughs> I would be being hit with different substances. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. And listening to some
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> guys, I figured some shit out. You're like, you're just high as fuck. You're, you're <laughs> sit over there.
1: But the the funny, you know, all of the magical knowledge arrived from
4: revelation. You know, it, yeah, and some okay. of these, you well, know. Well, so yeah. let, let's yeah. know, talk about a, that because that's really interesting. Like what is revelation? Mm. Because I sometimes think like we were talked about writing earlier, but also I was talking to Barnaby about it when, um, you know, I, I hope like I, I'm planning on I'm, in my head, I'm structuring the power manual now. Yeah. So it's like good. Cause have a thought, have a thought nine weeks. I know. right? <laughs> I have a thought, I have a thought. And then it like kind of goes away, but I have a structuring for it and I have an idea and some of the sentences and how they start come out but nothing is nothing solid yet. Nothing, nothing has, has yet been revealed. Nothing has been revealed. So I can't oh, like sit down and watch. And I was like, but sometimes it will come and I will pull off onto the side of the road and I will have 500 words. And, but when I sit down to write 500 words, I have nothing. You In have fact, minus 500. Words. I have worse than nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a negative. I have to unwork all that garbage that I tried to write. So it almost, ha- I tried
1: to write and that produced self doubt. Mm. Fuck.
4: And I had to yeah. let it, reveal itself to me so yeah. what it, like how is it being revealed is it organization inside the brain that's just like making connections and i can't make that connections till it happens organically on its own and not forced or am i just so unaware of how my brain works that i can't make it happen that you can't steer yeah yeah well i'm just on the ride and then when it takes me over it go because i would love to ride on a plane you know we have this like 15 hour flight to Australia. And I'm like, man, that'd be great, but I know my plane flights. And if I know them, as soon as I get on with my notebook or my thing, it's like nothing, all right, I'm watching a movie, and I'm going to take an edible. No, no, no that, that's just, <laughs> <laughs> what movies are on just, this
1: flight. I, 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 I was just going to say that I I think it's the existence of the existence of the movie availability that prevents the writing. Definitely, well, for, I'll for, watch for,
4: every, it, I'll watch all the Avengers straight. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'll
1: watch shit that I would never
4: totally. consent to yeah. before because oh my God. I am a captive. Like, I am a crazy captive rich audience. Asians. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, you watched it on a plane. I have Wait, not yet, uh, but I shit. plan on doing it. No, pretty, but I have seen. But that was the so I saw, um, it's Fury. good. I saw Fury on a plane one time because oh. I saw it was on there, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, oh, tank movie, cool. And I was like, Brad Pitt, like Brad Pitt was in a tank movie, you yeah. know. So then, yeah, yeah. anyway, but yeah, the movies you he watch, he ain't no you, Lee Marvin, he is no well, Lee Marvin. That's a guy for reference, sure. or yeah, or in,
1: he's no tell uh, Donald Sutherland,
0: actually. So that would be the better reference. Sure. That would be nice reference. That's a good
5: one, yeah. This is. The circle made me think of uh, the free will discussion that I don't think you and I have had yet. Oh God! Did,
1: <laughs> didn't we have that Saturday morning? <laughs>
5: Did the symposium start about, start out talking about
1: free will? <laughs> <That's Eek. laughs>
5: well, but so we can have it right so now. So environment, yeah, um, and the idea of the environment inside your head, and the decisions that you choose to make, uh,
4: okay. and the
5: decisions that happen. Okay, that you don't choose to make. It's just the environment that you're in. And so when you talk about seeing some small action that someone is doing Mm -hmm. and being able to pinpoint, oh, you do this and this and this and this, because the action that we took sets up the next actions that are available. Yeah. Yeah. And therefore, when we see someone in their 30s, like we see one of the, like a one star in the constellation, we're like, I have a pretty good idea what the rest of this looks like. Mm-hmm. Because we're pattern recognizers. Yeah, yeah, that, um, yeah. The the thing that always comes to me about the free will versus like you know destiny kind of discussion yeah. is I feel like it misses the point. Yeah, and in, in essence, uh, it was another podcast. That it was Sam Harris and uh, the guy who wrote Behave. Yeah, um, um, Sapolsky. Think. Yeah,
4: it Sapolsky, was
5: yeah. Uh, Harris and Sapolsky talking about free will and about how there is no free will. Mm-hmm. And I was yelling at the speakers the whole time. Cause and they finally got to it in the end and they their parents. And so it's like, well, how do you raise your kids? Uh. Mm. Hm. and their comment was, I'm not punishing you for what you're doing. I'm setting up the next choices that you're going to make. Um
4: by setting the environment. By quiet. setting the environment. Yeah. And by
5: like, this isn't because you were bad. This is so that next time when you're put in this situation, you go the you go a better direction. Yeah. And in, in essence, what do, what is what we do other than that? It's not. And that, what, do, yeah, what, yeah. what do we do to ourselves as far as like, oh, like I, I can control, I can't control my behavior kind of, but I can control how I choose to, where I choose to go next from this. Yeah. And I can set up an environment that will elicit a different response if I know what responses I have wired, if I know where I'm at. Yeah. I can then influence where I'm going to go next.
0: Yeah, I mean, you choo- and you're choosing where you're deploying your behavior to. Right. right? And so it's yeah.
5: just like it's the it's the um, someone kills someone drunk driving and they get charged with murder with murder because they chose to go get that drunk and then get behind the wheel, right? right. And so the question turns into just like, but it, did
4: they choose or because they're an alcoholic? Like <laughs> I. Uh, uh, and are they an alcoholic well, because their dad abused them? And it, 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 no, they've, it, just,
1: they've just been working on establishing their personal environment for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: I like how you made a distinction from an external environment from an internal environment. Right. But I would, I would say that there is no distinction. It is all environment. Fair. Um, mostly because like, the, the barrier between the brain and the skull is, is absolute. Right. All Everything else is kind of fake. Everything else is virtual. It's representation. It's an icon of reality. Yeah. So the environment is an icon of your reality.
1: But wait, I thought you were going to say that the barrier between the brain and the skull is fluid.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you should wear a helmet. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh and
4: snap. Sorry, but he Jeff. can't. Hey, he can't help it there's no free will <laughs> like, <laughs> I,
5: My off the hook Um, it, it was well this is, goes back to other discussions it was an Idris Shah discussion and he talked oh. about knowing God and the question was he, he said the English language was, poor, was lacking in the sense that what he was interested in was knowledge he could employ but he's like it doesn't sound good to say that you wish to employ knowledge of God like but tactical like what am i going to do with this if if you Mm. what happens next or what what doors mm. does this open or close
4: yeah because i mean that's where the free will thing comes is like well do i give up and you go no you can you know use some kind of agency can you give up if you right (laughs) well like yeah like you use some kind of agency to get to a new environment that will shape the at least start or shape or mix with your decisions that you can make to be the person that you want to become. And I think that's what most people lack. They don't lack free will, they lack the acknowledgement that they don't control 90% of themselves. Mm-hmm. And that the control that they do have is basically the things that they say, which is also arguable, and the places that they put themselves in.
5: well so the the alcoholic discussion it's mm-hmm. like how many steps back and how many steps forward am i capable of influencing
4: mm. um yeah and yeah.
5: so how many steps backwards started this train
4: my my whole thing with free will is that it doesn't exist mm-hmm. for sure like absolutely and there's no argument against it because nothing is free everything costs something <laughs> and everyone pays <laughs> oh everybody
1: pays
5: eventually that that strikes me that makes me think of the um the argument that eye for an eye
4: yeah at least the whole world blind. no oh. <laughs>
5: that that the the notion of eye for an eye isn't to put out an eye if an eye was put out it's that if you put out an eye then you have to be the eye of the one who you that you destroyed so if you kill another man it means that you are taking responsibility for his family and his debt oh because an eye for an eye you because you that removed, is old Jewish testament like, yeah you removed something from the community and you mm-hmm. have to fill it back uh-huh. up mm. and it, it's not that someone hurt you so you to hurt that's still them. being
4: practiced today yeah and that was an old Japanese law yeah. well, too well it's, it's also
5: yeah. in Afghanistan
4: yeah, uh, yeah really that makes sense. the
5: Pashtunwali, the the Pashtunwale. desert culture Wale. yeah, yeah. You yeah. have to take care. Yeah, yeah. Have, yeah. It's like I
4: killed your husband, but you come live with me. and yeah, I'll feed you yeah. and your kids and he, raise them.
5: Like he did something Ooh. mortal. He offended me, so now I will, I killed him. But now yeah. anyone who he owed money to, I owe money to. His his children are my children. His wife. Well. Oh, that's like, such yeah. a good. I think that that saying has been twisted because yeah,
0: and been simplified, and everyone's like, oh, it's I. It's revenge. Eye. That, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's like revenge. And it's like no, it's actually not. N- yeah, no, I'm it's just it. like it's it's
4: you can take revenge but it's gonna cost you yeah Yeah.
1: it's just gonna it's you're just gonna be responsible for the entire fucking world eventually
3: yeah
4: for sure if if you're a serial killer or like (laughs) you're a mass murderer or something well then no one else is asking for things from me yeah for sure (laughs) Or actually in that in that that. (laughs) life is so
3: simple
1: I, I'm wondering yeah, like, I, he was suffering from people fatigue <laughs> uh, so <laughs> he got rid of them so he found,
4: he found a solution he was for sure a 4-6 oh. projector
3: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: I, I'm wondering like I, I, couldn't we agree that like that sounds like a good deal like let's just put that law back in and just say look we can unfund the justice system to like a really high degree Or they're just the ones that facilitate this. Like, oh, yeah, it's murder and it was this. So here's all his debt. Here's all his family that you have to raise. And if you don't, then all of this other stuff happens. (laughs) And like in what, like when you charge somebody with responsibility as opposed to punishment of just sitting in a cell and thinking about your behavior, which nobody really gets better from. It's like... Michael Blevins, the champion of restorative justice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm going to run for politics. <laughs> After they make some Now that sounded like a TV show pitch to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to run oh, from politics. Attorney. <laughs> by, attorney by day. I'm going to run by from now. office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fully.
3: I, yeah, Was I, it
5: wife swapping?
3: What? No? Wait, what are we talking are about no? to... I, I
5: misunderstood which side of that Joe was talking about was a reality television oh,
1: show. Oh, oh. <laughs>
3: wife swap. But
1: She's... it's not a swap. You'd kill the dude. You get another one, <laughs> <laughs> and then you realize, like, yeah,
4: one was enough. No, yeah. like, like, you realize you like... go hang out with that dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit. I know why I didn't like him. His wife is fucking miserable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: I would I have, have been so an, much more sympathy yeah. for the
4: man I just murdered. Yeah. I would have been an asshole too. <laughs> now I hope somebody kills me, so somebody can take her. Just take this that guy was setting, setting me simple. up. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. He was pu- pushing all my buttons so that I would agree to kill. Yeah, this is like this is take, like take my burdens. This is full on meta revenge right oh. here in advance. This is suicide
4: like, by murder. It, oh, <laughs>
5: something like that. Yeah, murder. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Murdered by <laughs>
1: death
4: <Yeah. laughs> oh, that's okay, a band right
1: yes celebrating their 20 year anniversary <laughs> at Wonderful. this time Yeah.
4: oh man we, me and Aaron decided we were going to start a band called Murdered by Love oh. <laughs> that's how it feels sometimes
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, you mean Kill for Love or oh, Kill Yourself for Love was that a chromatic song
4: oh uh, uh, kid mm. oh <clears throat> kill for love yeah I think you're right internet ass Siri <laughs> uh, Siri <laughs> play chromatics Kill for love <laughs> I think it, uh, it never works I, I, I t- you gotta turn it on. Siri you it need to turn on. her on but it'll come on some randomly yeah. So I'll just be talking, and i will go. Yes. I didn't quite catch that. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, Right. No, well, that's cause Siri, I, didn't... I didn't ask you. <laughs> no, why are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh Mind your God. mouth, bitch. Get back in my phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, can you be misogynistic you. to a robot? Ooh. Yes. Yes. But the 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 male version comes on. I'm like, oh hey, what's up, (laughs) Sam? (laughs) Sam. Oh hey, can I name (laughs) mine? Sam
1: or Siri? Like, okay, what focus group came up with Siri?
2: The name, yeah, DARPA.
4: What does it sound stand for, Siri? I don't know. Is it it, is
2: it like was Siri? What does Siri stand for? Let's
4: ask. Uh, Was mm Sear Siri? (laughs) What I'm does here. what does Siri stand for?
1: Siri is just the name they gave me when I got the job. It doesn't mean any one specific thing, but I like it.
4: I went for the British voice. I, I noticed kidding. that. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I was like,
0: "Wow, yours sounds so much more civilized
2: than mine." Yeah, it's right. like Jennifer's voice with ways is jeeves. It's like jeeves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, British guy. Play Total Chromatics. Love. Kill for love. Nice,
4: it's pretty good, huh? You got to stop that before Siri
5: you
0: knows have to everything. Get licensing. That's right. Then you got to pay. Someone needs send <laughs> in your all. Then you're I always know, paying. Right? We we'll get deplatformed. <laughs>
1: she beat me too. I couldn't tap to unmute in time to beat Siri to the punch. Mm. I was almost there. Mm-hmm. Fuck.
4: She has no free will.
1: You know, she's got way more free will. <laughs> apparently. Yeah.
4: How would she that is work legion. with an AI? An AI that do, like. Where does Will come in with an AI?
1: It's just a name Sky I Knight. like. They gave it to me when I became this computer. My name is Will. My name is Will. I am not free. I cost two ninety nine a month, but you won't notice it being debited from your account.
4: <laughs> <laughs> just wait for the coaching AI to come. Oh, it already is. I mean, they already have nutritional AI mm-hmm. where it sets up your macros mm-hmm. or whatever fucking adjust them as you give plug-in things. Um, It's frightening. So I I I manipulate it
1: by lying, is what you're saying.
4: Yeah. (laughs) I'm hungry, and I'm not recovering. You get more cake. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, there's a a way to trick-fuck this thing. (laughs) It's not very much different when I run my macros, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm really not recovering. Thanks for the other cinnamon roll. Uh, (laughs) Which, um, by the way, were unbelievable Are pretty good huh
0: oh hope my wife doesn't hear me say that yeah they were so good (laughs) well the biscotti
1: that i oh yeah did you get some snake from keegan yeah Yeah. well he offered them to me so
0: yeah
4: i told him to share i told him no i was like hey please share as i pointed up to him with him he doesn't share he got thirk brought in coffee the last time he brought in coffee It was all gone by the time I got to it And Thurk was like, how'd you like that coffee? And I was like, ask Keegan (laughs) And then the biscotti He he hid it up in the cupboard And then I walked in when he had the bag And I just looked at it and looked the other way And he goes, oh you gotta try this It's really good and I was like what is it it's like Billy's wife made it actually at first he said Billy's mom made it I was like that's weird (laughs) that is yeah wow I was like mom I'm going to a symposium when we make my friends biscotti (laughs) um yeah yeah, he hides stuff. He's a hoarder like Aaron. he, oh. he hoards food. It was funny because he
1: pulled him down and then yeah. he offered me one, and yeah. I was just like, I'm not really into it right now. But he left him out, and I said, I'm going to put these back up here so that the unwashed do not have access. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the uncleaned.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they've been known uh, it, to disappear very quickly in my house. They're really
3: good. Yeah, they are pretty good. Yeah. They're she's dipped uh, in
4: coffee, especially. What they are. Box. Yeah. And she's she
0: she. Um, Amazingly, I was gluten free for a while because mm-hmm. I was having some some e- issues. And uh, <laughs> that's for three years, you're gonna say I wanted to belong. I was having, some <laughs> <friends>. <laughs> I was, yeah. But, but I told, he listened. did say that he was having some issues. Yeah. I told yeah. everybody I was gluten free for three years. Like yeah. that was the opening. That was yeah. the opening thing. I was like, Hey, I'm Billy. I'm gluten free, and they were like, Oh, jeez. No, man, <laughs> but- you're
4: really. It's not free. You have. S- it's I've in paid. you, and you are not free from the gluten. Yes. The box inside of you. Yeah. But she makes gluten free stuff that you would not even know, which
0: is pretty. So yeah. she took it as a challenge. Oh, nice. As a baker, she took it as a challenge. Yeah, yeah. And there is a chocolate chip cookie that she makes that is my favorite chocolate chip cookie that gluten-free. is gluten free. And I love it. It's phenomenal. I don't do know you, what the. Do
4: you think you should are. introduce yourself now to. Hi, I'm Billy. I'm recovering from a gluten free <laughs> yeah, repression. Yeah, I should. <laughs> this, that kind of circles back to something earlier when we were
5: talking about restrictions creating something Uh Um, and like being gluten free I was talking to Nick about it because I used to cook in a vegetarian restaurant Uh. and one of the super fascinating things about cooking in that sense was it was that you didn't have the simple answer and so you had to ask why you were craving like what is about dairy that is wonderful and so then it, it was you had to ask smarter questions than just like put butter in it and it'll taste better (laughs) like you had to be like well
1: that's not a question that is an answer (laughs) that is is a (laughs) solution (laughs) definitive declaration that is also true and and so then it turned into like well what
5: why is it better what is better about it and it's just like oh well you know there's a mouth feel there's a you know what's bad about gluten-free stuff it's like oh it's the textural thing or it's there's an aftertaste and it's like okay well how I can't I have to use this so how can I get around it so it's like well what if I added some acidity to it or what if I put cranberries in it and now you don't notice the aftertaste because of a different aftertaste and what if I
1: put sugar in instead of (laughs) butter or an
5: extra cup of sugar I've had some gluten-free brownies where just like you look on the back and it's like oh no it's just cocoa and butter right and eggs yeah and it's just like oh so you made it, another you, chocolate bar you got rid of the stuff that was in the way of the good stuff like flour was the vehicle for all the things i like and you found a way <laughs> <laughs> to just get it right into me and so yeah
3: uh, huh uh,
1: the i overheard some of that discussion uh-huh. and my favorite Part of it was talking about, okay, there's the couple that comes in, and there's the girl who wants to go to the vegetarian <laughs> slash vegan restaurant, and the boyfriend's not into it, he needs some meat, and your job as a cook, you felt, was to, like, to preserve... To. Marital harmony <laughs> while in this you know place of eating um, in the sense of like okay, the dude wants a steak so what can what do I recommend him to like, can I Ooh. make something that satisfies that itch it, you know for him and makes it okay to come here because it, it also makes her
5: happy well, and, mm-hmm. and in addition to that, it's, it goes back to what you were talking about with coaching in the sense of like what does he mean when he says he needs a steak? Yeah because mm-hmm. he doesn't even know what a steak is because he can always have one.
1: But my concern about this whole thing, I'm sorry, I just got to circle back to one <laughs> second about the butter. Right. The butter came from plants, right?
5: Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. It's just
4: processed. Whatever. Through a cow. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: I, <laughs> or a right. goat
1: or, yeah. you know, whatever.
4: I fucked with London with that because I was like, oh, let's Meat cook, is this, processed in, plants. Like, let's cook <laughs> this in duck fat. And she's like, ew, gross. Let's use butter. And I was like, cow fat? And she was like, oh. just Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> she, she, she didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you uh, you ever had Fritz cooked in duck fat? Yes, you can go to the Waffle. uh, Bruges. Bruges, Bruges. Bruges. Waffle House, and they have so
3: good.
4: Palm frites in duck fat. (laughs) Double fried. Double fried. And oh, duck yeah. fat,
5: <laughs> but yeah, like the the discussion of <laughs> oh, that. Oh, you is... mean soaked? <laughs> <laughs> when, when trying to understand that, when someone says they want something, that's they they're they're back to the symbol. They're telling you the symbol of what of the feeling that they're looking for. Yeah. Mm. and they're like, when I have a steak, it makes me feel this. And so the question is, is like, the fuck do you mean when? What feeling are you looking for when your brain says like, give me a steak? Because your brain doesn't like your brain is looking for something else and steak is just how you understand that.
1: I need the sensation mm. of tearing flesh from bones with my teeth <laughs>
5: Dude,
0: that, you, should that specific.
4: With, you should hang out with Lambert yeah well I think it's a really good question because mm-hmm. it's
0: yeah. you're, you, you it, want to be satiated a way that you know right and so you're looking for the replacement
1: right this is the thing that always does that for me.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not willing. And are you willing to change that conversation? Are well, you willing to change that? To well,
1: I'll go else. medium rare. I mean, it, I don't always have to have rare.
5: The, the The first The first point though is: Are you even thinking of it as a vehicle as opposed to a thing or a destination? So, just like the feeling that I get from this thing is what I'm actually asking for, but I don't know how to ask for that because I don't even know that it is a thing. That it is a thing. I just know the the symbol of the thing that I always keep looking for. And the problem is, is just either when that symbol has some side effects that you can no longer deal with
3: mm.
5: or social side, effects. social side effects, or perhaps it's no longer attainable for some reason or another. And then the question is like, well, I have to be someone else because I can no longer get the thing. And it's like, well, what did that thing mean to you? And is there a different way you can achieve it? Um, and is there baggage associated it with it? Because I remember when you went back to bike racing, talking to Michael, uh, e- the anger of not being able to go as fast as you could, yeah. even though you knew you were stronger, yeah, because of your shape.
4: Yeah, man, I could put the I could put some power down. It was like a brick. <laughs> Apparently,
1: the wind. the wind can too. Yeah, yeah. the
5: wind. The wind is pretty powerful. But but yeah. but instead that your uh, your. Recent discussion about mountain biking, mm-hmm. and it's the same but different. Yeah, yeah. And so, because you don't have the the set point in your head of like, well, this is how fast I should go, mm-hmm. and anything less than that is me being weak or frustrated or not as good. It's now I have a different thing. Yeah, comparison really sucks the life out
3: of you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's a it's a very valid feeling. I think as someone who's ridden a lot and has aged, yeah. and right. As now I'm older, yeah. and it's it's been a, we were talking about before, like I'm having this weird relationship with my bicycle right now. I still love it, Mm -hmm. but I'm not as fast and I've really got to wrap my head around that. And I think that's really one of the reasons why you have this rise. Also this rise of gravel, which Mm -hmm. to me is really fascinating to see. And, going back to the purity thing the purity arguments of gravel are amazing and so much fun to listen to people wax oh on yeah. and on. my <laughs> yeah. god yeah oh my god we'll get into <laughs> yes. that in a second but uh, like i understand because i've been on some gravel rides and i'm a roadie at heart mm-hmm. i love track racing like pure skinny skinny tires the whole time and i love mountain bikes and mm-hmm. when i
3: when you I
1: can ski- ride skinny tires on gravel right which is if what you're good fausto copy
0: did it in 1945 <laughs> i mean this yeah. is not new but yeah, anyway no. it's it is the new thing because now we have the gear yeah, to make yeah. it new okay
4: fine but Actually, we have the marketing.
0: We have the marketing. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but like well, first, my first started going mountain bike biking with a, a friends of mine, and we went to Moab and all this other stuff, and I was like, holy cow, this is slower and so much more fun, and look, oh my God, look around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's around. what I really enjoyed, and it was something different, and we had this little tiny crew, and it was great. And gravel now is, you can do as fast as you want. Yeah. And I
4: like that. Or you can go as slow as you want, and I understand that. And there's also no cars. And yeah, really, yeah. that's my favorite part about it. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. With the mountain bike thing, it's like, it just, it really did. Well, I just recognize where my head goes when I'm comparing myself to a previous self. It's the same thing with lifting weights. Like, fuck, it always feels miserable now. But also, of course it does. Like, I don't lift frequently. Uh It's really rare that I do the things that I do. So now, based on the rarity, when I do lift, it's almost like, holy shit, I can still do this you can't get that on a bicycle no because yeah. that's a trick and it's timing <laughs> and it's like you know if you feel springy one day you'll get it but four hours on a bike is just four hours on a bike and the speed is just fucking cost you
0: yeah and, and the i mean the aerobic the the aerobic drift mm-hmm. from not riding if yeah. you do not ride for you know okay if you're high fit super high fit and you take seven days off and you come back it's not that bad you take you know if you're medium aerobic fit and you take seven days off and you're back at ground zero all the time And yeah. it's that, that to me is, as a coach it's really fascinating because you're trying to dose rest all the time well,
1: what happens if you're medium fit and you take a year <laughs> off
0: you're at zero the, the cool thing is that you're well, always back I, to zero but you also oh have the but I can't memory.
1: be less than zero no Okay.
0: Because you're you still have I the feel, muscle feel, memory feel, and you still okay. in your head you know what you did. And so that in, that informs yeah. your muscles just turning over the pedals. It, you may not be super efficient for yeah. the first couple of days, but it will snap in. 4 months. And then you try <laughs> to get faster and that's when it gets really hard. Yeah. Yeah because you're starting to push and that's that's what I'm up against now it's like oh man I, I'm pushing and pushing and pushing I'm not getting any faster and something's yeah. pushing
1: something appears to be pushing back that's it's my really revol- weird yeah, some yeah.
0: Like, wind you're like oh maybe yeah. I need some arrow wheels yeah like, <laughs>
4: <laughs> which is that's yeah. the problem my gear is out of date yeah uh, always I don't want to talk about
0: it I, <laughs> You just need a faster Formula One car. That's all you need.
4: Well, uh, so we we were going to talk originally, like I was talking (laughs) to Billy in there and a subject came up because we're talking about um, testing for certain aspects. And we're like the importance of testing. I brought up that article that that startup guy wrote about, you know, how testing is not a good test. People just prepare for testing. Yes, And. Um, I wanted, uh, Billy probably has like a really good insight just because you deal so much with selection processes to make it to this like high level team and you have to deal with the test results. So ultimately your tests need to be the most accurate, right? Mm-hmm. So threshold tests and personality exams and how people interact on a team are ultimately what lead to a good indicator of, a, of success for races, so what are like as a base problem we'll get into the problem of testing but what are some of the tests that are you know indicative of that that aren't well known. Well, obviously LT and VO2 max and all these are kind of like performance indicators. Mm. What what is a what's the truest indicator you have for somebody being a good performer? Their race results. A result. A result. So that that goes right yeah. in line. Yeah, okay.
0: So it really and it we are because of what we're trying to do. So, yeah. I mean, it's like when I brought it up in the symposium or conference, what are we calling it? I don't know. What symposium. It was, symposium. Oh, symposium. We okay, go with so symposium we, we because talk... there's
1: a particular individual who hates it, hates that word. Perfect. So we're just going to keep using Excellent. it. Excellent.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, I look at, because what I'm, what I am trying to do is foster good results for races because they're going to continue racing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why if it was just for someone to be, fitter um without races then okay the the test a vo2 max test or a threshold test will inform the fitness path i would like that person to be on mm. so for me there are there's not one thing and i think a lot of a lot of coaches and athletes will look oh i just need a vo2 max test or i need a threshold test and i can do i can give that sheet to jumbo vismar i can give that sheet to quick step and now oh they're going to recognize my yeah
1: and oh and here are the results of my career uh playing chess
0: so yeah yeah because now that side by side with
1: my physical parameters might be interesting and all your chess
0: playing is you're always 30th in every competition that you're doing so what's what's going on there like to me that's really so i have recently we had some testing done i I have testing stories of the yin yang mm -hmm. and um there's an athlete who who doesn't test well i put it in air quotes mm -hmm. it's it's good The numbers are good the vo2 max the threshold is fine at that time got a seat
1: he got a seat at the table
0: yeah yeah yeah. oh for sure like but he can race his bike he's so good at finding the front group and sprinting and doing really really well and mm -hmm. he's very young and i can't coach that that's grit determination whatever you know whatever you want to deploy whatever verb you want or yeah word (laughs) word i'm like adverb (laughs) now i just blanked yeah Yeah. but so yeah so okay these this testing and but what I am trying to explain to him all the time, like yes, we're going to get tested again. You'll get tested again. We'll show improvement, and then we'll 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 go to the pro teams and the pro teams will talk or the U twenty three team in this instance, and and we'll have this discussion. But they're going to look at your race results first. They will. Yeah. They'll look at it. And if you are consistently top ten, yeah. So there's really nothing outside of there's no special test that we have that yeah. I've, that we've really come up with other than that. And VO two is really odd because yeah, it yeah. changes. It shows sure. it shows something, but uh, you know if, if you could do a threshold test three times a year, that would be good. But that's also really tricky because where they are in their racing. Yeah, yeah. That's a hard test.
1: How is that test influenced by the previous month? The Always, previous and that's weeks. something.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I take it a lot of into a test. Or how ground. how is it with the athlete? Like the parameters of the test? Are you doing it on a trainer? Are you doing it outside on a climb? You know, some people might do better at one and not the other. Like right to me and to me i i probably have said it on this podcast before i say it all the time the only numbers that really matter are first second or third mm-hmm. well, like at the end of the day and i and i have people that that i've worked with athletes that just can't wrap their head around it it's like oh my my numbers my numbers i'm like well okay how do you feel how's the racing are you improving there like that, yeah. for me, that's what I want to see the improvement on. Yeah. The selection. Like, are thing you figuring if, it out?
1: If the racing is what matters to them, uh, yes, right. If it's the fitness and the you know,
4: posting your dad on Instagram in yeah, order to or race Strava. there, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The race on Strava, race on you right. know the, the virtual race, whatever. Um, that that's a I think that's a different thing. because because uh, and, and Joe, you may be a fantastic fitness coach. But where you shine is your ability to teach people how to read the circumstances yeah. of an actual bike race. Mm. And it is
4: remarkable. I can't. He can't thank, even thank they thank realize you. what happened just then. <laughs> he's like, he's like well, waiting for the punchline.
5: <laughs> <laughs> As a general rule, I see people gravitate towards... It's the whole new me, Michael. new year you knew you yeah gravitating towards the changes that they feel comfortable making and trying to make that the important thing (laughs) like i know i can work on this and therefore this must be the important part
0: if yeah if they're if they're willing to yeah of course if they're willing and able to do that because i think you have a lot of athletes that just i have an example so you have this this one athlete who was every race we went to he would just attack from the gun and everything was front loaded. Everything was mm. first half of the race, right? And then he would fade. Fuck, yeah. And because he just didn't have the and the power. If you, But if you looked at his testing, the power profile is through the roof and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, it's like, you know, everything is, Everything should be good. I understand why everything is not good. It's but like, well, he
1: thinks he's going to use those test results to bludgeon everybody else. Yeah, ex- exactly, till, exactly. But, yeah.
0: So he, we had this conversation one day yeah. when we are like, hey man, why don't you just not do anything for the first half? Literally don't do anything. It's got a lap counter. You see with 10 to go, that's when you try to something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay, man. And we go to the race and it was like, first lap, boom, off the front. You're like, Yep, that's not he's not paying attention. So you're <laughs> like, Well at what point do you really as yeah. a coach, he, what point do you put your hands up and be like, Okay, listen, we've had this conversation now three times, fourth times, five times. Now you're just you know, not, yeah. Yeah, I don't have the time. But are think, you
1: comfortable with the results being produced by your behavior?
2: Ah, that's an excellent question. Is the too,
1: question man. I would ask that yeah. person.
2: Or 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 is you know, what you what you really like to do, like maybe he just really likes attacking. Right. Like, that's his thing. Right. It's like, okay, how is that um, impacting what your stated goal to me is? You know, it's like an athlete that I work with who wants to do everything. And she's young and that's great. But at a certain point, you have set these goals out at this priority. Mm -hmm. At what point is doing like, okay? instead of the three things you love to do, maybe we just do two. Right. Because that third thing is gonna negatively impact doing these other two things. But these other two things should kind of work together. And you can still do the third thing for fun, but don't Mm. put so much emphasis on Mm -hmm. that. Don't do
1: it
4: on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think there's a lot of good questions. Because that's the day when the other
1: two things are more important.
4: (laughs) Mm. There's a lot of good questions that you could ask to drive something out. And again, like our symposium is based off of questions and I think that's what really drives people to think as opposed to trying to coach by telling them don't do this. I think right. my I think right. my question, you know, Marx is really good. I think my question would be like how do you feel about bagging groceries the rest of your life? Because oh, if you don't do what yeah. I fucking tell you, you're not going to be on the team. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's going to take you a couple of years to be strong enough to bag groceries and carry them out. So well, you're, so, so so you're going to be unemployed. How do you feel about being unemployed? Because you've been racing bikes for too long exactly. and you've got to work <laughs> on
0: those arms now, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, think, I, I think where the testing gets really tricky and all these numbers and all, all this stuff and Strava and everything like that, it gets really tricky with selection. I mean, you mentioned yeah. selection. So selecting is always, it, it's a fraught with... You know this, there's all these dynamics and it's just fraught with so many issues yeah you know? because in the first so if I have a team of six the first four are so easy to to, to pick very yeah. very easy to select you're like all oh, these yeah. top four guys and then you s- sit for hours and hours and hours and you split hairs for the last two yeah and we find it in uh, not that I'm in, in the Olympic process but I can kind of speak to it because I've seen it happen and I've seen the discussions that revolve around it. And you're literally splitting hairs between two athletes and it's so fine. And you're, you're hoping on that day at that time, but you're projecting, you're trying to see the future just based off testing results and you're like, oh man, it's, but I think you're
1: also looking at, okay, we got six and I'm pretty sure the only ones who are going to figure are these two, the first two that you choose or whatever. And then, like in the hair splitting process for number five and number six, you know, what are you look? Are you looking for someone who's going to create opportunities for themselves? Or are you looking for someone whose test results show that they're willing to annihilate themselves for those initial two? So, like, you're talking
4: about our testing that we do for people that come
1: in here, <laughs> <laughs> which is, I mean, ultimately, is it's. Ron,
2: like, well, how oh, how are those those last two? yeah what's their impact going to be on the team overall overall right. in, in the you know can do they get those, along with the oh. other people do they travel
1: and care can their characteristics and, actually right. amplify and improve well, yeah. 100%. like 100 uh, the the the, yeah. the the behavior or the the outcome of for these other two for which i think would just be absolutely the hardest thing for me and my is team, predicting human interaction
0: yeah it's probably one of the more important things actually okay the results and those things were you know they, they solve themselves so the top four guys they solve themselves yeah. and then you bring let's let's call him the joke we bring the joker on yeah. the team because he keeps the racehorses calm or we bring yeah. the burrow in. Yeah, i don't yeah, know what, yeah, whatever yeah, analogy yeah, 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 yeah. Right? yeah and you know but here but here's a guy who's really good in a caravan like super super good like bottles yeah. all day yeah you know and and you're like oh man this yeah we need him on the team and even if he lasts 100k or even 80k 60k you've helped the the racehorses you keep them calm you keep them fed everything is fine and literally have the conversation like i just get to the finish or not or just like get to the get to the climb destroy yourself that's really important too and that's those are the arguments i have often with selection committees Hmm. for world championships or something and not arguments just a discussion really we never argue we just have this discussion and a lot of it is coming down to like this kid is such value to our team that we need to have them on the team and like, Oh, okay. Can you give us examples? And so it's just, it's a discussion about it. Yeah. Well, your team is an environment. Yeah. Oh, certainly. And especially because we are living together too. So it's very unique in the respect, unlike Europeans that drive to the race or meet to a Mm -hmm. place, go to the race and then go home to their beds. Our teams are coming from all around the country. I bring them to the Netherlands. They're in the Netherlands. We're living together, all of us, mechanics, Wani, myself, In the same house with young with young guys more teaching life skills and all this other stuff so yeah, yeah. that for me if i have a kid who's never going to take out the garbage like i lose my mind yeah like just got buddy listen it's full it's been full for a day you're walking past it five times this is just a life thing yeah. and but if part you it. can't if you can't do that how can i rely on you to sweep the vans like i need you to sweep the vans this is really important this is part of my and this is the culture that i've created in my team and i mm. do take you know, mm-hmm. I did it. We did it. the The day is not done until the vans are swept, no matter where we're racing. Okay, Worlds is different because we have staff, and they don't want you to do anything. But even if we're going to a Nations Cup, Nations Cup, ask the mechanic if he needs help. Ask Robert, my swaner, if he needs help, and sweep the van. Don't leave your crap everywhere. And they've mm-hmm. been really, really good. So the culture has been important, and
2: it's really something we important. just kind of watch. Like you just kind of stand back and watch, and maybe the kids don't think that you're paying attention, but we're always like always like you always see things like that. Yeah. And like who's who's the one kid that's always taking the trash out? Fucking who's Scorpios. the Scorpios? One- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's, You know what I don't Sorry, to- I didn't mean to cut <laughs> in and you know uh, add
1: levity to the seriousness of your comment there.
0: <laughs> I mean, some athletes have said I've been in in different training situations at the track, for instance, and it's really intense and and it's literally four directors of just standing there with their arms crossed. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And as an athlete, so. I know what that's like. I know what that's like, and so I try really hard to not be that guy. And then I see pictures of myself in Europe, and my arms across. I'm like, oh, god, damn it! <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's it's this weird. You just do it, and you're sitting there being judgmental, and yet yet I'm being paid to be judgmental, and it's it's a relationship and, and, that I have with myself that yeah, it's, yep, it's hard. But
1: Myers Briggs t- profile says that you're going to be exactly
2: that. <laughs>
0: yeah but extremely (laughs) judgmental yeah
2: we were talking about this earlier in the weekend though it's like uh, yeah we're judgmental but we i'd call it the dimmer switch you know and and if a kid a young kid is the first one that comes you know it's 15 like they start at 15 and 15 year old comes first trip yet we're gonna give them a little bit of uh yeah there's a lot of rope a lot of rope yeah and, but if you if it's your second trip or your third trip and especially if it's you know I've had these conversations with with kids like this is your third trip with me you know what I expect and then you help everybody else that is the you yeah, know, this is the first time yeah so and I think
0: most of the guys recognize I mean I'm pretty lucky in the respect that the, the team that I had this year, especially it was a much smaller team and everybody understood how I operated and Michael and I were talking before like I got to the point where I was very I was saying very little and they were very um, uh, self-aware and really good about working with themselves. And it was a great environment to be in and I could really step back and didn't, I just had to move, I just had to literally just kind of do that every now and then and kind of move them in the right direction, that was it. And even the conversations we had before races, I said very little, it was a discussion. Like, okay, let's, let's talk about the tactics, tactics today. What do you guys see and I'll tell you what I see. And no one's right until we decide. Or not, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's mm-hmm. worry about the plan. Cause I may be totally wrong. And you may, you, you rode the course, you know, perhaps I didn't have a chance to ride the course. I didn't have a chance to drive it yet. That happens sometimes just because of timing. Mm-hmm. Other times I've ridden it with them and I'm like, okay, it's going to be right here. Like I just know because mm-hmm. of the wind direction or whatever. And the discussion has been amazing. And these guys have come up with the plan.
2: Well, and and you got to like, empower them so... too, because you need, yeah. like you might make a plan. And again, they're seeing stuff in the race that we can't see from, Car position, oh, yeah, whatever, yeah. Yeah. and and they need to but just if something absolutely yeah. happens yeah. that doesn't go to plan, they need to be able to think too.
0: The adjustment, Michael just said, is so you have to be able to adjust, and that's I. Yeah. Drill that into these guys. Like, I am not racing. You're racing. I can only control so much. I'm literally controlling the water I'm giving you, <laughs> and the and the food. And then I'm just trying like, not to hit riders
4: when they come back. There's that. The there,
0: yeah, there's that. I'd fold, I forget to fold in the mirrors when yeah, they come yeah. back to talk. But yes, you're absolutely right. Like, you have to be able to adjust. And so these conversations have been amazing. And I, they they set up a plan one time, and I was like, "Yep, okay." And they were like, "You have anything to add, coach?" I'm like, "No, you got it. Hundred percent, you got it." But adjust when you need to. Yeah, That's
2: good. So how,
1: um, this last year, extremely challenging year, incredible results. Very rewarding. Very. Mr. Chen, thank you. Um, <laughs> I just drove the car. <laughs> I just drove the car. No, but, but so so let's just set that up and say that, okay, the results were really good for the team. Mm-hmm. That's probably very different in a very different environment and a super different coaching environment from the years when the results are not happening yes i'm very curious about that because i think when the results are there you you do have a lot more leeway you're like you're gonna give less input because they're already doing the thing Mm -hmm. and so you steer a little bit more in those years when the results aren't there but the horsepower is how much more, or in a sense, I'm going to say, quantified stupid podcast question. How much more does that require of you? Um, but please interpret the question and sure. give me what I want.
0: I think. <laughs> I mean, because I, mean, well, I, I can't I tell you ask. what I, I think you want to hear. Perfect, because I can't <laughs> ask accurately. So no, I, th- I, I I understand your question. I think that there were, have been seasons in the past where uh, I didn't have a lot of wolves. I had I had guys learning how to be wolves. Okay and so the discussions were very very different and a lot of times i was trying to lob question grenades to them where i could draw it i was trying to draw it out from them and so yeah. it was it was it was imperative that they figured it out on their own i couldn't i can't tell them i can just show them the problem mm-hmm. like here are the problems and this is what i see and we had a lot of those discussions like hey you know you guys are so much better than you are, like those kind of conversations. Yeah. And I'm just not seeing it. And I know you can do more if you just risk a little bit more. So it was a lot of conversations about risk. Mm. Whereas this year, I had guys that were willing to risk a lot. Almost well, because they could. Yeah, it was almost, yeah, it was exactly. It was like, you know, you watch Cheetahs Hunt. And they, they know they only have so much energy. Right. They can only go top speed for so long. And I had these guys. who was like, oh no, coach, we can go top speed for a long time. Like, just let us mm. give us the rope. So it was good. But last in seasons past, you had guys like, oh, I'm gonna. I don't know if I want to try this. And I'm constantly saying, yes, try it. Just try it. Yeah. Go down on the 50 We're here caliber. We're to learn. Yeah. And I use that analogy a lot, which is, I mean, I have to be careful because a lot of the, you know military guys, I don't want them to take offense. But it's like, get on the 50 cal, start firing. If you go down on the 50 cal, that's totally good. We're good because you tried because you tried hitting the target, which is the best thing you can do with a, with a thump. But if you were always like, I had this one athlete, he was like, Oh, I'm, I'm this. I I was overall at this. And I did this and I said, he was really proud of his results, which were good, but they were just good. And I looked at him I said, yeah, you were in the front group, but you were the last guy in the front group. And then the next day you were in the front group again, which is good. But then you were the last guy in the front group again. I'm like, what's up with that? And he kind of looked at me and he was like, well, I was in the front group. I'm like, yeah, man, I know, like I'm looking at the result,
1: yeah, it's a front group of twenty motherfuckers,
0: yeah, you're twenty, like, like, <laughs> like why did you st- not you know, and then it was this weird, and then, but he didn't give me an excuse, which I really appreciated he didn't yeah. give an excuse, but he's like, oh okay, and he, but I could tell it's like, but he also real- I recognize now years later that he just needed some time to think about that, but now he's he's done very well now when he's twenty, nice, and that to me that's really satisfying, and he may not even realize it, and maybe maybe he doesn't even care of the words i said but that's fine right. but i look at that now and i'm like i hope he's thinking of that because he is doing much much better but i you know i just want him to get off the back of the front group like try try to get to the front yeah cuz even if you're 30 seconds off the back group you're still 2 minutes ahead of the next group and you know? you've already
2: shown that you can get 12 like yes what do you got to lose yes
1: show me again <laughs>
2: yeah show me <laughs> you, again
1: show me again that you can get 12
2: yeah
0: and sometimes they're <laughs> intimidated i understand it because you're going like we we talk about you go into a foreign environment and it's intimidating you don't know the racers but this was also a guy who did research on every athlete he knew everybody in that group and i'm like dude you know these guys results and they're looking at your results and you don't have any because you're not racing internationally as much as they are so you have nothing to lose like they kind of know you but not really you're the guy in the USA shirt. That's all they see. Like they don't know you because yeah. our world is so removed from theirs. Mm-hmm. These kids race against each other all the time, and
1: they mm-hmm. know each other and their capabilities. Yeah. you can come out of nowhere once or twice. Yeah. yeah, before they start watching you,
0: right? Which was which was what we which I <laughs> had over the last two years. Like the first time that um, Quinn mm-hmm. Simmons did really well. He was on the podium and hit well with him, like off the bat, and now all of a sudden the Europeans were like, "Who? Oh, oh, okay, well, let's pay attention to him." Yeah.
1: So. Oh, is it it is I'm going to go train some people, but you guys yeah. keep talking. Well, we, it? We, we, we got to, to catch. N- oh, we got, got place to, to catch. So <laughs> so it's a logical place to. It seems it, it does it it's I I want to chase this conversation, but I guess I know, right? another time. So, um Bill, you were here for episode uh 48,
0: I think, before? I think so. I think so.
1: Yeah, 48. So, Anybody wants who's listening who oh, wants yeah, to go back yeah. and listen to that? That was a pretty fucking cool conversation. <laughs> that was yeah, fun. Some <laughs> was super fun. You can
0: learn about how I
4: rode my bike across the country. I was gonna <laughs> ask exactly. You, I was going to ask you about that yesterday, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, where did I go there. I was. Yeah. You know what? I gotta be honest. I was kind of waiting for it. Yeah, yeah. Was, but it's because it my... was like the endurance. You know, yeah, you did that, yeah, yeah, and I was like, ah, he's yeah, going to well. say,
0: he's going to say this, and then Billy was out here. I yeah. I was, <laughs>
4: honestly, it came like the first day. It came up too, like. I mean, there's just because we talk about what this stuff applies to and where your head goes yeah. and what kind of things happen. And I reference that story all the time. I'm just like, especially the naked, like, fucking the, girl. <laughs> with
5: the arrow helmet on, And then there was on. a guy
2: in the back of a band. They, yeah, i like, that. I've used <laughs> that story many times.
5: I didn't
4: connect it that it was you. So,
0: oh, uh, thanks for that story. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: If, if Talk about cracked. That
0: was if amazing. If you don't
4: think endurance sports are a potent drug, I've got a story for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. So, yeah. thank you for joining us back. Yeah. Here thank again. you. Infant oh, my symposium. pleasure. It was awesome to have you. Thank you.
0: Oh, that was, yeah. Thank you very much for inviting me to this symposium. Yeah, I was, uh, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Thank you again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Thank you for coming out, Joe. You Thank were you, s- you were sp- remarkably quiet. I don't understand. Yeah, you're in the podcast studio. You've barely said ten words.
2: Sometimes I don't have anything to add.
1: Do you is have that, people fatigue?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, suffer from I could fatigue. have a lot to say be, about that. Yeah. The, the side effect of
4: some kind of prescription drug is like, may experience people fatigue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's the black box warning. Yeah, that's like <laughs> yeah. diarrhea, upset stomach, people fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're all the same symptoms, actually. Yeah, I believe so. All right. All right. Like riding your bike
2: again, Mark Twight. Th- those are my it, words.
1: It's, it's possible, actually.
2: Right. It's nice. possible.
1: Um, more possible, the less people push me to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Just let me find my own way back, please. That's all I got. Berkey, thank you. Thank you guys. Um, for everything.
4: (laughs) Until next time.